taxes? Are you a business with questions about your state sales tax? All your answers are just a click away 24-7. Colorado.gov slash tax even has a quick answer section to many frequently asked questions. Make filing taxes easier. To learn the facts, visit Colorado.gov slash tax. No need to call when the answers are just a click away. On Colorado.gov slash tax, you can find instructional videos, numerous toolkits, and information for free in-person and online tax classes. Visit Colorado.gov slash tax. It's your free resource to everything you need to know about Colorado taxes. Sponsored by the Colorado Department of Revenue, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. If you're looking for any off-road accessories for your truck, car, SUV, Colorado Off-Road is the place to go. Hi, I'm Riley Dixon, punter for the Denver Broncos. Hi, Jerry Jones here from Colorado Off-Road. Hey, Riley, I know you got a new truck coming in. What would you like to see on that new truck? I'm hoping to put some 37-inch tires, a leveling kit, possibly a bed cover. Leave it in our hands. We'll get it looking good and to your satisfaction. Colorado Off-Road restyles your ride. Littleton at Wadsworth and Quincy behind Phil Long. KKSE Parker Denver home of the Nuggets home of the Avalanche altitude 950 Denver's all sports station live from the altitude 950 studios. The Vic Lombardi Show starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, at the ones and twos, for the Vic Lombardi Show, the hardest working man in Denver, make some noise for Jesse Trujillo. On the wing, the man whose last name is impossible to pronounce, Marty O. At forward, the big redhead, notorious shoulder driver, H. W. Peterson! And in the hot seat, wearing the fancy black shorts. And he's always right, thinks he's always right. James Manchester Mirlet. And the man in the middle, he's a small man, but he's a good doctor, attorney at flaw. Make some noise, everybody up on your feet, no one sitting in your seat, it's time to meet Big Lombardi! Absolutely on the left wing, coughed it up. Duncan Siemens lobs it high in the air. The puck will bounce toward an empty net, and it's in! Duncan Siemens, an empty net goal! His first career National Hockey League goal! And the Avs will win it. It's now a 5-2 game. That's what I'm talking about. Welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950 on this beautiful Thursday morning here in the Mile High City, joined by James Manchester, Marilette, Jesse Trujillo, Marty O. Got another fun show planned for you this morning. We'll talk to CSU head football coach Mike Bobo at 745. Is this true at 815? The new voice of the train at DIA, Alan Roach, is on the rundown at 815. Is he uh, joining us? What's the area code in Minneapolis? <laughs> He's here. Oh, okay. He's he called the Avs game last night. Oh, okay, okay. Big win, by the way. Um, I'm I'm trying to decide, Vic. And, and look, I'm going to take my cue from you. You're the uh, you're the candidate. I'm just the campaign manager. Yeah, which you failed. I did, and I'm bitter. I don't like losing at all, mm-hmm. at all. Um, I, I I I there's a part of me that wants to protest. There's a part of me that wants to complain. Mm-hmm. And then the 
part of me that knows, you know what, just have a little class, just wants to tip our cap and move on. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted. I'm on the fence. About what? Whether I should protest this election because yeah. the site crashed and yeah. nobody has seen the results and I could use, uh, you know, DIA is a public entity. Sure. I could use Freedom of Information Act and say, I want to see the results. What if I told you the results really didn't matter? Uh, I would believe you. Yeah. That's why I want to see him. Yeah. Or should I just let, like, let's say I protested and we for, find for what? For what? And we what find you, out, you oh, you really did win. Yeah. It's not going to feel good. Like my mom said to me. So how much money were you going to make? Nothing. So what's the problem? I know. I, I, I'm, I'm probably going to let it go. Calm down. All right. So we have the, uh, the quote unquote winner at 8.15. Sorry. Can't wait. Hey, <laughs> the Avs came through. The Avs sort of did what the opposite of what the Nuggets did the previous night. The Nuggets blew a big lead. The Avs overcame a deficit down two nothing to Calgary. Everything caving in on them. It was going to be ugly. I mean, losing at home like that to Calgary in this playoff chase. And then all of a sudden five unanswered goals. And the way they scored those goals is one after another to take control of that game. And now they are tied with Calgary total points, game in hand. So they ultimately lead Calgary in yep. that, in that case. Still not in the playoffs uh, spot because other teams keep winning, but what a much needed victory by these young Avs last night. In the face of adversity, they pull through. Congratulations. It was a uh, a great win. Crazy game. I had a hard time keeping up with it while watching Hamilton. I was going to say, why don't we use this time? Let's exercise these next three hours to get your thoughts on every detail of that Avs game last night. Well, five unanswered. Like, like what happened when Duncan Siemens got into that fight early in the game yeah. and the two players went to the penalty box? Can you please explain what happened from that? It was, it was crazy. I mean, it's just, you know, one of those things. It's just hockey. I mean, sometimes it's just hockey, Vic. Yeah, but what specifically took place that was odd once they entered the box? What, um, what tell, tell the world because they, you know, they're listening to the show to get your reaction to the Avs game. Well, the, when the guy tripped and fell, that tripped, tripped and fell. That was that was interesting. <laughs> oh God, I hate you so much for going to Hamilton. We're going to get your full review a little bit later. There were a lot of people from this company there. Oh, really? A lot? Yeah. Oh, really? A lot. Oh, that even makes me feel better now. Your rival, your rival, Jenny from the Wolf, yeah, was about three rows behind me, dude. Now, by the way, I also had the best seat of anybody that was there from our group. Again, thanks. And it wasn't sixth row. I tweeted sixth row because mm. my ticket said row F, which it's the sixth letter of the yeah. alphabet. Yeah. I counted. I was actually the eighth row. I like the way they they always fudge those rows. Yeah. At every venue. Like, what is like, that all about? Sometimes you, oh, I got second row. Oh, no, it's actually 22nd row. Right. Because there's all these lettered rows in front. I I, but so, you know, I, it was eighth row. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, was it, amazing. Was it worth the price of admission? Well, mine, my tickets were free. Again. So was it worth the yes, price of admission? Yes. Did it live up to the hype? Oh, without a doubt. And, and I don't know what people around me paid, but, the number could have been pretty high, and I still would have said it was worth the price of admission. I refuse to pay. It was amazing. I'm not doing it. It was incredible. I'm not. Based on principle, based on the fact that you guys all went last night for free, I'm not spending a dollar on this thing. I think everybody out there should, uh, I mean, I, Hamilton sold out, but you should make sure and make the DCPA 
part of your routine. Not happening. It's it's fantastic. Not not well, spending. Maybe a month. if you made it part of your routine, you'd get invited to these not, kind of not things. Not spent. My my sister desperately wants to go. She keeps sending me all these StubHub deals. Nope, not doing it. Principal, it's worth it. Principal steps in the way of progress. Big news right now. What headlines? The big story we're following this morning. What caught everyone's attention? The big news right now. What you may have missed while you were watching a bunch of dead presidents rap last night. Oh, one dead president. Incredible. No, there were multiple. There was Madison, there was Jefferson, there was Washington. Oh, okay. I don't know all the details of the play. Sorry. Yeah. What, what you may have missed is King perhaps George is great. one of the prettiest goals the Av have produced all year. After tying the game at two apiece, they come back with this tic-tac-toe play in a four-on-four situation that was capped off by Tyson Berry that was so purdy. Down the right wing into the flame zone. Gives it up for McKinnon. Holds it, looks back to Rantanen. That far side shot. Score! Tyson Perry. Tic-tac-toe to the tic-tac-toe. And the Avs have taken a 3-2 lead over the flames. Barry made up for a bad play earlier in the game where he gave up a shorty by just losing the puck. But, man, dude, I, I know you didn't see a damn thing because you were stuck in some... Hotty totty play. It was really long. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Like we didn't get out of there till after ten thirty. It was they, long. Could they shorten it somewhere? Oh, for sure. The mm-hmm. first half. I mean, I was like, man, when am I going to get to intermission? I've been out of beer for a long time. I'm keeping track, obviously, as you are, if you're a Nuggets fan, of the uh, Western Conference and what other teams are doing. And the stupid teams ahead of the Nuggets refuse to lose anymore. The Pelicans rallied to win again. Again. The Pelicans win seven straight now for Anthony Davis. He took his team to San Antonio and beat the Spurs. They're for real, folks. They're not going away. Oklahoma City wins again in overtime. Again. The Nuggets do have a couple tanking teams in front of them on this three-game road trip. They've got Memphis tomorrow night and Dallas next week. So with 21 games to go, you got to win two out of three on this roadie minimum. These are our playoff games right now. You know, we, we can't wait until the end of middle of April and hope to be a playoff team and say, hey, the, all right, now the playoffs start. No, our playoffs start now. We have 21 playoff games left. He is in a playoff hunt right now. He's exactly right. And so are the Avs. I mean, if I were to sell tickets to the Avs and Nuggets, I'd say playoff tickets now. These are playoffs. No doubt. No doubt. Every game has playoff implications, and it's amazing to me that New Orleans has won seven straight, and they've been better since Boogie Cousins got hurt. That shouldn't shock me. Sometimes, but it does. Sometimes less is more. It's the weird dynamic of team sports. Sometimes you need room for your stars to shine, and Anthony Davis is getting that room. It is uh, it, the the easy path that everybody thought would be there for the Nuggets when Boogie got hurt and when Blake Griffin got traded out no. of L.A. is not developing. It's worked the other way, hasn't it? For sure. Combine continues in Indianapolis. Yesterday we heard from Vance Joseph and John Elway. Elway asked specifically about the quarterback position. Would he be willing to play a young quarterback right away? Whether they can or you or you want to or do you want to put them in that position too? I mean, those, that, those are two different questions. And so, um, you know, until we really get to know them and get around them a little bit more, it's hard to say. With what I went through, I'd say, let's if you go young, throw them out there, get them going. Has he been listening to this show? A little preview of my hot take. Mm. 
Can't wait for that. Is McMahon the answer at first base? We're talking about Ryan McMahon, who continues to shine for the Rockies at spring training. Bud Black hinted as much when he joined us on the show a couple weeks ago. I do know that we feel good about where we are as far as uh, our current roster, uh, our young players uh, who are coming up and, and ready to potentially make an impact on our club. And lastly, don't forget, later this morning at 8.15, we will crown the previous winner, the previous voice, as the new voice. I don't know how that works because the, the voices at DAA before this vote, they were Alan Roach and a 9 News anchor. The voices after the vote, Alan Roach and a 9 News anchor. What's changed? Yeah, do you have an inauguration in a in a, a ball and all that when you are the incumbent and you win? Do you do, do, you do that? But don't worry. Your boy's got a job. Your boy's now the new voice of the elevator and the escalator at Pepsi Center. The elevator has approached floor two. Yeah. Please watch your step. So if you go to the games there, watch out. It's going to get loud in small places. I'm there with my little booster thing. Uh-huh. I saw, called, I saw the called, clips. What's that called again? What's that Megaphone. Megaphone. Little booster thing? I don't know what they call the voice booster. Yeah. It's a megaphone. It's my vocal booster. Um, I saw the clips. Uh, I think you're very well equipped for that. Uh, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a nice addition to Pepsi Center. Uh, I'll give you a little hint of my hot take. You're gonna, you're gonna talk Broncos. I'm gonna talk about respect. And the lack of respect shown by some athletes in the modern game. Every game that's watched today. It's become a, Watch me now, and I'm going to demean you publicly kind of game. All about me, not about the team. I am going to publicly demean you out of a lack of respect. I'll tell you exactly what I'm talking about. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Hot takes coming up. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Crackman and yeah. Harris. Coming up on the Thursday edition of Crackman and Harris, we will have a true American hero on the program from the gold medal winning USA women's hockey team. Kendall Coyne will join us on the show to tell us how they knocked off those evil Canadians. Canadians. Plus, we got Nick Cosmiter live from Indianapolis at the NFL Combine telling us what the Broncos are thinking, doing, saying having conversations oh my goodness you want to listen you need to listen tune in to the Crackman and harris show on thursday afternoon or your life will be ruined every weekday afternoon three to six only on altitude 950 scott aces here urology cancers including prostate kidney and bladder are among the top 10 cancers diagnosed in men. At Porter Advantist Hospital, part of the Centura Health Cancer Network, they are pioneers in robotic urology surgeries, performing more than anyone in the entire Rocky Mountain region. In fact, they've been named among the top 5% in the nation for prostate surgery three years in a row. Learn more about their minimal incisions, maximum expertise at porterhospital.org slash urology. Guys, spring is almost upon us. Time to look and feel your best this summer. Hey, it's Mark Mosier for Grossman Caprero Plastic Surgery. Now's the time to put your best face forward, feeling your best in your own skin, and maybe that new job promotion could be on the horizon. So if you're thinking about plastic surgery, you must contact Grossman Caprero. They're experts in plastic surgery, the best, trusted, and respected for decades in Colorado. Stay in the game both professionally 
professionally and personally and do what I did. Contact Grossman Caprero Plastic Surgery for a consultation today. Go to beautifulme.com. That's beautifulme.com. Most of the year, my bad credit means I can't get it. But this is tax season, and it's time I got a new ride. So I'm taking my tax refund to Grand Valley Auto, where they say bad credit, don't sweat it. At Grand Valley Auto, they've got hundreds of quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Amazing deals, 17 years reputable experience, a full service department, and a free oil change if you mention this commercial. Tax time is car buying time at Grand Valley Auto on West Colfax near Wadsworth and Lakewood. GVALakewood.com. Were you underpaid or denied by your insurance company after that hailstorm last May? Well, you need the C3 Group. They're a team of private insurance adjusters and property claim experts that work only for you, not your insurance company. So don't let your insurance company tell you what they're willing to pay for your claim. The C3 Group will ensure you receive what they're required to pay. Call the C3 Group, 303-670-2710. That's 303-670-2710. The C3 Group, 303-670-2710. Have you ever thought to yourself, oh, sure, another health club, big bucks for the same old stuff? Well, I'm talking with Chad from Vasa Fitness. What makes Vasa Fitness different? What really makes us different, and it's something that people in the industry have been trying to figure out for years, but it's this simple as fixed, friendly, and clean. And that's what we actually focus a lot of our attention on is that smile when you walk through the front door. And they leave with a smile. And we know them happy, and they're smiling on the way out that you did. You changed their life. You made a difference in their life. And what maybe was a tough day, or maybe they're going through a stream going, you know what? I feel better because I left Vasa. And I left Vasa. I like that. That's the goal, right? Feeling good. But what does it cost to join? The biggest response we get when people come into our doors is, what's the catch? And the memberships are either nine ninety nine a month. And that includes just the weights and cardio, or it's nineteen ninety nine a month. And that includes everything in the gym, pool, sauna, steam room, jacuzzi, basketball, racquetball classes, cycle classes. Tell us about the uh, fitness cinema. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's full surround sound. It's just like a movie theater, and we have cardio equipment in there. It takes your mind off what you're doing, and you can actually do cardio for a longer period of time. It works on me. And that's all included. Everything's included for the 1999. So a lot of times people come in and get, I get all this for 1999. No contracts. No contract. Wow. I know. Okay. So Vasa Fitness is definitely not big bucks for the same old, same old. Can I do a free trial? Yeah. If you want to download a pass, just go online and click on the pass and download it to your phone. And then you just come in, come in and experience what I'm talking about. And what you're going to find is you're going to find a culture that is fixed, friendly, clean. Thanks for being here, Chad. Go to VasaFitness.com, V-A-S-A Fitness.com, and download your free pass. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Speeds are in the teens and 20s, southbound 225 between I-70 and 17th. Traffic is brought to you by Compassion International. Southbound I-25, very slow with lots of company as you work your way between the Washington Street Bridge and Hamden. Food, water, medical care, education, and more is what you'll give to a child in poverty when you become a Compassion Child Sponsor. Release a child from poverty in Jesus' name at Compassion.com slash radio. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. 
Drew down the left slot. Lob to the rim. Alley-oop dunk. And the New Orleans Pelicans have their first lead of the game with 1.53 left. Fade away at the buzzer off the side of the backboard. No good by Smith. The Thunder hang on in Dallas and escape. 111-110 winners against the Mavericks. Stupid Thunder. Stupid Pelicans. Stupid Western Conference. They beat the Mavericks. Stupid. I mean, aren't the Mavericks intentionally losing? Well, I didn't look at it like, like it last night. If you'd watched that game, the Mavericks were trying to win. What's going on? We had put that in the win column for the Nuggets in a few games here. That's the third game of this stretch. You know, after all that is said and done, do you know where the Nuggets are right now? They're in the eighth seed because the Clippers lost. They got blown out by the Rockets as expected. So here are the Nuggets, a half game ahead in the eighth seed, a half game ahead of the Clippers. It's going to change various times. Again, as I said yesterday, as angry as I was, with that performance at Pepsi Center against the clip joint, as angry as I was the day after, I still predict the Nuggets will make the postseason. I want them in the five or six spot. I don't want them in the seven or eight spots. Because you go seven or eight, it's pretty much one and done, guaranteed. I'm with you. I think that's what they need to be targeting. By the way, yesterday it was Hastings using look out the Look out the front window, not you the rearview mirror. track of when people say this? Now? I am. Okay. I, I'm keeping track of what media members are, are using my coin phrase. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it's no problem at all. You know what else I coined? I coined the phrase. Enlighten us, please. For lack of a better term. I coined it. You hear it everywhere now. <laughs> I coined it. I was you, the first guy to say that. You know the phrase I coined, and I say it about 35 <laughs> times a show? I get it. I get it. <laughs> that's that's mine. You were on with Mosier yesterday, yeah. and I think you said it like six times during that interview. I did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Jesse, Marty, I want a buzzer. I want something. When I use that phrase, you got to pay close attention. When I say I get it, I want something to hear. I want a shock collar. <laughs> I don't want the, I don't want what you just gave me. I don't want the, the bell. No, that's something that'll shock me. That sounds good. Yeah, I want, you know, let's, let's go through the drops real quick. Should we use this? What? Should we use this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that? Hell no. This? Hell yeah. I don't even know what this is. What is? How about this? That's good. That's better. That's good. That's better. Is that, that easy E? No, what that's is that? Sling blade. Oh, okay. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I thought he was mumbling about something. How about this? No, I don't like that. That's too, too. No, that's, alright, we we got it. We're fine. Let's go. Piping hot takes. I am the greatest! Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station and the Vic Lombardi show present Piping Hot Takes. Brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's Vic's Hot Take. Well, while you were busy hanging out with the likes of Aaron Burr last night. By the way, did they at least dress up to look like these yeah. forefathers? Yeah, kind of. The, the guy who played Aaron Burr hmm. was amazing. He was great. His voice, his acting, what? The whole thing. He was great. He was, he was terrific. Who played Hamilton? I don't know. It wasn't, obviously it wasn't Miranda because. Correct. Yeah. The guy who played Hamilton was very good as well. Interesting. Well, while you were busy hanging out with <laughs> Burr and Hamilton, you missed the most disrespectful play I've seen in a long time. And you know I'm the master of disrespect. Yes. Last night, Rockets, Clippers. Rockets win pretty easily as expected. 
as the Clippers are playing the second game of a back-to-back. At one point, I think the score was 36-12 to Rockets. The Clippers scored 12 points midway through the second. It was a joke. Same team that scored 41 in the fourth against the Nuggets? They let it all hang out here and lost it back home. But during this game, there's a play, and you've seen it already. I forced you to watch it. You did. Where James Harden does his little stutter dribble back to the three-point line, hits a shot. He crosses over Wesley Johnson of the Clippers. And in the process, Wesley Johnson falls like a injured kangaroo, yeah. a giraffe, a newborn baby giraffe. Very much like very much like Stephen Adams when he was trying to guard Jamal Murray. Yeah. Same type of fall. The difference was this. After Wesley Johnson fell and James Harden walked, he stared at him for a good three seconds, just stared at the ground and mocked him and then splashed a three-pointer. Of course, he completes his play and it goes viral. It leads SportsCenter. It leads the SportsCenter website. Every basketball fan is talking about it. It went nuts. Everybody glorifying what James Harden did last night. Here was the play via the play-by-play announcer of the Rockets. Harden one-on-one here. Yeah, James doubling up the Clippers. Clean up on aisle three. Clean up on aisle three. Someone call someone because there's a clean up on aisle three as a man is down. Again, you have to watch it to understand what I'm about to tell you right now. I love the athleticism of James Harden. I respect the athlete. I think he's the most unguardable player in the NBA right now. I don't dispute that. I hate what he did. I hate it. And I hate this trend that we're into right now publicly of disrespecting guys and making it almost mockable when a guy tries to play defense. Okay, so he made Wesley Johnson fall with a crossover. Great. Had he just completed the play, made the shot, and ran back to the other side of the court, I'd be here this morning saying, did you see that great play, that great move by James Harden? That's all you'd get out of me. But because he sat there and made fun of his competitor, mocked his defender, I don't like that. That's very disrespectful. I hate I hate people who celebrate a great play by belittling a competitor. You don't need to do that. Mocking him, standing over him, demeaning him and his entire family. And then for it to go viral and everybody else glorifying the same damn thing. All this is is the glorification of self-absorbed all-about-me athletes. Again, if James Harden tries to pull that off 20 years ago against the Pistons, if he did that same move against Joe Dumars and that team, he'd be picking his jaw off the floor today because Rick Mahorn would have handed it to him. I normally hate unwritten rules of sports. I think baseball is the worst. But the fact that in baseball, if somebody does that, the next time you come up, you're getting plunked, I think is a good thing. Again, I'm going to be labeled old man, old school. I was told on Twitter last night, you just don't like having fun. I love having fun. I love great plays. I love great athletes. I don't like demeaning competition like that. I don't like disrespecting guys and making them look bad. I don't like... You can make them look bad with your play. Yeah. Sure. But then to sit there and laugh at him and mock him and stare at him, where are the rest of the Clippers? Where are you, Clippers? Where's DeAndre Jordan with the hard file next time down? I swear to God, if he does that to one of my teammates, he's going to feel it. No doubt. No doubt. I, I it, It's shame on what a him sissy league and become. shame on his teammates. What a sissy league that you don't defend your teammate. It, it shouldn't be Wesley Johnson next time. The court. Every time James Harden drives from that point on, he should feel what he did. Nobody does anything. <laughs> next hot take. It's Manchester's hot take. 
if Will were here, he would play the uh, breaking news drop. I won't, uh, I won't do that. But there was some breaking news yesterday of sorts, Vic. John Elway and I see eye to eye. Wow. This is what John Elway said. You going go to Sloan's Lake later? <laughs> this is what John Elway said yesterday during his press conference at the Combine. With what I went through, I'd say, let's if you go young, throw him out there. Get him going. He's talking about young quarterbacks, and he said, if you're going to go young, throw him out there, get him on the field, get him going. We started doing this show on October 24th, 2016. We were about halfway through the 2016 NFL season. I was about 10 weeks into ranting and raving about how 2016 was going to be a wasted season because the Broncos weren't playing Paxton Lynch at quarterback. Instead, they were playing Trevor Simeon, a guy who had never thrown an NFL pass. Wasted season. And what did they do this year? They wasted another season by doing it again. And what has John Elway lamented during the offseason? Well, you know what? We just haven't got enough time to see Paxton. We haven't seen him on the mm-hmm. field. And in this, in part, this year it was because he got hurt twice. But they had all the opportunity in the world to see him in 2016 on the field. They had all the opportunity in the world in 2017 to see him in preseason games as the starter, running stuff that fits his talents. So John Elway's talking out of both sides of his mouth. He's saying, hey, you got to play the young guy. you got to see what he can do. And don't give me that, oh, well, they did that with Trevor Simeon. He was a seventh-time pick. They went with the safe option. Play the guy who you think is going to be the future of your team, the, the the face of your franchise, and give him the baptism by fire and see what you've got. The Broncos blew the 2016 season. They blew the 2017 season. They don't have a firm, definitive answer on Paxton Lynch yet. They still don't. And here they are now changing their tune, saying, hey, if we draft a guy at number five, we're going to throw him into the fire. That's the right thing to do. Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, they should be the starter week one if that's the way the Broncos go. Paxton Lynch should have been the starter week one of 2016. Welcome to the party, John. You finally figured it out. I get it. See, you guys missed it. I did it purposely. See, you guys are not paying attention back there. Marty, Jesse, you're not paying attention. Yeah, but that wasn't really the I get it. You, 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 it's more of a, it's a subconscious like, um, it's a crutch. Cueing yourself yeah. up to it's, talk. It's I get it. I get it. I get it. That's kind of your thing. I'll test you guys all morning. John has come around. He's come around. He sees the light. He sees what I've been saying. For two years. A lot of reaction on the text line regarding our hot takes already. People, as I suspected, disagreeing with my hot take. A couple people in my corner. Here's one as we go to break. Vic on the text line. Look in the mirror. Your entire radio show is about mocking, belittling, and humiliating people. What's the difference? Yeah, that's what we're supposed to be doing on this radio show. Uh, this is I, what we do. This is our job. I take umbrage with that, and I'd like to address it when we come back. James Harden's supposed to play basketball and win games. Huge difference there. I shall explain. And again, you can value what James Harden did. I value the athlete. I love the athlete. I think he's the most unguardable player in the league. I don't like what he did. <laughs> I take a different stance about that. If he does that to you, how do you feel? Just wondering. How do you feel if he does that to you, and how do you react? It says a lot about you. We're back after this. It shouldn't be Wesley Johnson next time. The court. Every time James Harden drives from that point on, he should feel what he did. Nobody does anything. <laughs> Hyping Hot Takes has been brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. 
Here's what's happening at Altitude 950. Mammoth Lacrosse returns to the Loud House on 303 Day, Saturday, March 3rd at 7 p.m. Come spend the most Colorado festive holiday with the Mammoth and their sweet Colorado-themed gear, which will be auctioned off post-game. Visit the Pepsi Center box office with a valid Colorado ID to get tickets starting at just $3.03. Offer not valid on game day. Get more info now at Altitude950.com. Student loans, car loans, high interest credit cards, debt adds up for all of us, but there are ways around it. Hey guys, it's Mark Mosier from my friends at American Financing, and I'm here to remind you that refinancing your home loan is an easy way to save a lot of money. Think of it this way, a lower interest rate means lower monthly bill payments, and mortgage interest rates are far more competitive than a student loan or credit card rate. I'm talking rates in the low single digits versus rates in the high double digits. Why wouldn't you consolidate the high interest debt by refinancing your mortgage. You'll speak with a salary-based mortgage consultant who will customize a loan for your needs. They're already saving customers up to $1,000 a month. Plus, there are no upfront fees. You could close on your new loan in as fast as 10 days and may be able to postpone up to 60 days of mortgage payments. So call American Financing today, 303-695-7000, 303-695-7000, or AmericanFinancing.net, the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Nick Backridge here from Susbuick GMC. We know you can buy a car or truck anywhere. We all pay the same price for new vehicles. But at Susbuick GMC, the difference is the people. No loud screaming out low payments with misleading and confusing disclaimers and fees. At Sus, we don't have any fees, just the price plus tax, that's it. Those are the numbers. Susbuick GMC selling new Buicks and GMCs and the best pre-owned selection around. Real people, real prices, go figure. Susbuick GMC on Havana, Mississippi. Visit us at sus.net. When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to fun. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet donuts of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand, daily, with only the best ingredients. And how about this? Come into any Lamar's for a free donut the day after a Nuggets win. Find the location near you at Lamar's.com. Lamar's, where we have simply a better donut. Offer valid while supplies last. Offer does not include specialty donuts. Limit one per customer per group. Doug Moe. You know, a fun-loving guy that produced winning basketball that was fun to be a part of. The Nuggets all-time winning his coach. There will never, ever be another Doug Moe in the NBA. He put himself right at the level of everybody else. Even though he would rip on he would joke about himself. We were on common ground. He was a character. He was our character. And people got it. Moe, the life and times of the Nuggets' one-of-a-kind coach. He just seems to be so free. The rest of us are all hung up and worried about all the little things. Premiering Sunday, March 11th at 6 p.m. on Altitude TV. I wish I could be like him. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Expect slow traffic coming off the I-70 ramps to southbound I-225 where there's an accident clearing at 17th. Traffic is brought to you by Compassion International. Looking at I-25 northbound running slow Arapaho Road through to Yale southbound extra heavy Broadway to Hamden. 
Food, water, medical care, education, and more is what you'll give to a child in poverty when you become a Compassion Child Sponsor. Release a child from poverty in Jesus' name at Compassion.com slash radio. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Obviously, they played the back-to-back, but we came out, we knew that, and we kind of jumped all over them, and, you know, Varley was outstanding as well, and we played a really good team game, and we got down two and didn't give up, and, you know what, we just kind of locked it down, so it was nice to see. Four unanswered, five unanswered from the Avs last night as they rallied from a 2 nothing deficit to beat Calgary. Much needed, you think? Much needed for the Avs last night, man. That's one of those games where all of a sudden it's two zip They're trailing, and you're thinking, well... There go the playoffs, and then just an instant later, life. They're right back in this thing. They are right back in the mix. They're playing well, and at home, they're a different team. They trail 2 nothing on the road, James, and let's be totally honest, 2 nothing on the road, and it's probably over, but a 2 nothing deficit at home, these guys are so confident at Pepsi Center, just the way they rallied last night. Yeah, they're just, you know, their, their ability to put uh, the puck in the back of the net at home is... Uh... It's pretty crazy. I mean, it's part of what makes them a fun team to watch and part of what makes them such a, a good value to go down there. But you're right. Two nothing on the road. I would have probably stopped checking my phone during Hamilton, but since they were at home, I kept, you know, seeing how it was going. We're going to hear from Duncan Siemens later in the show. Duncan Siemens scored his first NHL goal. He got into a fight earlier in the game and I've watched the entire game. I watched the fight <laughs> and you know, we, we work for altitude. So Moj, Mike, everybody calling the fight. Ah, great fight. Looked like Siemens won. No, no, he didn't win. <laughs> he got his nose broken. Were you there last night, Jesse? Did did, did he win that fight? No. No. He, bro- he, he broke, broke his nose. He was, I'm pretty his sure. face, you know, let's be honest. As long as we're having fun with this and fights happen in hockey, let's, let's call it like it is. The guy, after the game, his nose looked like a, it looked like one of those slides at Heritage Square. It bent every every direction. It was so hard to watch the post game interview. I'm like, oh my god, this guy, poor guy, schnoz. Then there was the crazy situation in the penalty box. Yeah, which you know nothing I mean, about. That was you were at wild. That was Shut something up. you don't see very often. <laughs> you want me to tell you what happened in the <laughs> yeah, penalty box? Please do. It wasn't that big a deal. Please do. So after the fight. The guys go pick up their gloves. Yeah. And they picked up each other's gloves. So they simply exchange oh, their gloves. Okay. It's almost as if nothing happened. That's the, that's the beauty of hockey. These guys can pummel each other on the ice. Guy breaks his nose and then they get to the box and they're all fun and games laughing. Hey, can I get my glove? Yeah. That part of it I don't quite get. I would still be ticked. Like I want it to be genuine yeah. see, anger. But see, last night is where I wish the NBA took on a little bit of the NHL. I God, I wish, I wish, I wish deep down, and I'm not into physical violence, maybe I am, but I wish that something could evolve in the NBA, which prevents guys like James Harden to do what he did to Wesley Johnson. It's one thing to make the shot. I love it. I love the athleticism. It's another thing to sit there for three seconds, stare down a guy, openly mock him and disrespect him, and disrespect the game. That's how I view it. Okay. That's how I, I'm old man Vic. I'm old with man you. Vic. I'm with you for the most part, but there was this like three minute clip of Jordan highlights that came up on my Twitter feed yesterday, the day before, mm-hmm. and I'm watching it. And there were all sorts of things like that where he hit the three and then kind of shrugs Shrug. to the NBC yeah. guy, or he, he was wagging his finger at Dikembe when he dunked on, on Dikembe, like similar kind of things. 
So did Wesley Johnson do anything to Harden earlier in the game? Did he talk trash? Did he may have who knows? I mean, so there may be more to the story that makes it not so egregious. Yeah, great point. Great Maybe. point. And again, that's why I have these open debates. No. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying I have a different opinion than you, the listener. And there are a lot of listeners out there that are saying, Vic, what are you talking about? Which is why I enjoy this. Um, I'll give you a couple examples on the text line, 3629. Vic, curious if you have the same take regarding Jordan Shrug or Reggie's choke sign. There you go. There you go. Remember Reggie uh, Miller, the choke yep. sign? Yep. I, you're right. You're right. I mean, I, I sound a bit hypocritical because when Jordan does it, we're in awe. That's Michael Jordan. We loved it when he did it. Very valid point. Uh, next uh, text here, 2096. Harden is a jerk, but a coach repeatedly calling a player a blank is okay. Yeah. What's that in reference to? That's in reference to two days ago when you were fine with coaches being bullies and screaming uh, profanities well, at no, people. My thing about the coaches, if it's a teaching moment, if you're trying to better the player, whatever tactic you use, if the player's best interest is in mind, I have no problem with it. Look, the the play last night, I am not a fan of trying to show someone up, trying to show someone up, trying to demean someone. It's enough to make the basket. All I'm exactly. saying is he could have just made the basket and ran the other way, and we'd all be saying, wow, James Harden is great. Yeah. Let's not, again, let's not ignore the other things that happened during the course of that bucket. You've got it in front of you. Mm-hmm. You tell me, does it look like a, pu- a push-off? Yes, clearly. Does it look like a travel? Yeah, he shuffles his feet like three times. Okay, does James Harden get away with that while others do not? Yeah, I mean, look, traveling in the NBA is is pretty prevalent. You saw Houston in town here the other day. How many times did James Harden get away with that exact same move? Half a dozen. He takes He's five feet in front of the three-point line, at least five feet, and he shuffles back behind it somehow without traveling. That's the other part of it is he didn't break Wesley Johnson's ankles not literally, but figuratively, with some great crossover. He did it because he pushed off. Yeah. Like, you what know, are you, what are you just, bragging about? Where are we? A dude's just trying to play D. See, but this is interesting. You, you're the trash talk guy, and I'm not. No, no, I, I don't mind talking trash. I don't mind that. Like James Harden, but it's the same category. No, it's, no, it's not. It's not. Let me tell you why. James Harden could have whispered something or said something to Wesley Johnson right after the play, but it was a public trash. It was like, look at me now. I've got three seconds. Give me my crown. I am so much more consistent on these things, and you're all over the board, right? I hate hazing. I think the Bronco haircuts are stupid. Mm-hmm. I think they're bullying, and I think it leads to other things. I think it's a growth moment. I hate bully head coaches. I, they drive me crazy. I think they're I think they're worried about themselves and their egos, and not the best interest of the players or the kids or whatever. I hate trash talk. Mm-hmm. I hate James Harden's move last night. You're all over the board. Uh, you know what? I'm an emotional wreck. A little consistency would be nice. Here's one from John. Vic, uh, if that guy had done that to me, you'd have to change his name to Ichabod this morning because I'd have taken his head off the next time he drove the lane. I totally agree with that text. That is the, that is the proper response, right? Somebody, and I, if it's, if I'm Wesley Johnson, it's me, but somebody on the Clippers needed to put James Harden on his backside. Mm-hmm. You need to send that message of like, dude, that ain't that ain't gonna fly well, let me here. Ask you, since we're close to home, and and this applies, what's the difference between what James Harden did to Wesley Johnson and what Jamal Murray did to Stephen Adams? Jamal Murray didn't show him up. Jamal Murray ran he back. Knocked on he the did shot. celebrate it though. Sure. He ran back and he celebrated, but he didn't stop and wait for three seconds. He did stop. 
The reason I don't like it is this. Because how long before somebody in a high school game does exactly this? Um, well, I'm... I went to a high school game last night. I went to a high school game last night. Hadn't been in a while. I love high school basketball. Did you have eighth row seats? Well, every seat's an eighth <laughs> row in a high school game. Okay. <laughs> and you forget how quickly kids learn from their elders. No and doubt. And take what's happening in the league and apply it to their respective sports. Okay. What I don't like about what I saw last night is that it's only a matter of time before every kid wants to do the same and go viral. And every, and it's going to lead to something ugly. Okay. Some kid's going to pull that off in a high school game and the retaliation won't be pretty. What I don't like about the James Harden episode isn't necessarily the act. It's the glorification by us, by the rest of us publicly. The viral nature of that. Oh, look at that. And it's past Twitter feeds, social media. What's the lead story on ESPN's page right now? Yeah, go go a, to the lead it's story. Move. It's a move. We, for some reason, as a, as a society. We enjoy mocking others, don't yes. we? The mocking of others is the part I don't we like. We enjoy. We enjoy it. And look, people, there was some text about how that's what we do on our show. Do you do you really think that's what we do on our show? If I'm critical of John Elway, am I mocking him? If I'm critical of Trevor Simeon, and look, I poke fun at the Skittles thing. I agree. And is that border on mocking? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. I don't think I'm mocking him. I think I'm evaluating him as a quarterback and trying to have some fun during that evaluation mm-hmm. as opposed to just having it be straight X's and O's. But I don't think we mock people yeah. at all. I've said time and time and time again, I think Trevor Simeon is a good dude. I think he's tough as nails. I think he's smart. I think he'd be a hell yeah. of a guy to do your taxes. Again, I don't think I'm mocking him. This is where the NBA can take a page from the NHL. If that same play, if a variation of that play, if last night, if Nathan McKinnon had scored a goal, stared at the goaltender, and shrugged, he'd be six feet under. He'd be involved in a fight. He'd have been put into the boards about two minutes later. Hockey polices itself. It's just a different code of conduct. Well, in baseball, you'd get one in the ear hole, and I have no problem with that. I like Jose Batista's bat flip. I do. You know what else I like? I like the next time he comes up, him getting one in the ear hole. Mm. I'm fine with both. 4746, classic Harden. Let's just sacrifice getting back on D so we can celebrate a bucket. The dude is representation of the worst parts of basketball. Well, that's old guy. He didn't, he would have got back on defense faster if he'd have shot it three seconds earlier. Come on. 4650, how funny would it have been if he had missed the shot? That would have been great. Great point. Great point. Would we be talking about it had he missed the shot? Would we be doing this viral? Would he be on SportsCenter? Would he do all the... If he had missed the shot, then what? And I so wish he had missed the shot. And he's no better than Steph Curry. When Steph Curry attempts a three and then turns turns his body before it's in the hole. You know that move that everybody's doing now? Hate that. Hate it. Okay. Hate it. Here's one. How about Larry Bird in the three-point contest? Shoots the last shot, puts his finger up when he knows That's it's an in. exhibition. All right. That's an exhibition. It's cocky. It's not a game. It's braggy. Ah. But it wasn't directed specifically at one yeah. guy. I love this topic. And I I admit I'm all over the place on this topic. I just didn't like it last night. I know something set me off. Not exactly sure. And I'm a proud trash talker. I think it's essential. Part of the game. When we come back, the head coach of the CSU Rams, Mike Bobo, talking football on the Vic Lombardi Show. Got to sell that house, don't you? Crunch time has arrived. You got to sell because you got to get yourself into another house. Well, if you want to sell quickly, 
Call Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent you need to call who will make you the following offer. He'll sell your home at a price and a time you agree on, or he'll cut you a check for $5,000. Troy has an exclusive marketing system that is proven to get his clients the most money. So, again, no risk, no obligation, no high pressure. It's just a phone call. Troy Hansford, 720-600-6244. That's 720-600-6244. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. Hey, this is Jerry from Colorado Off-Road. Riley Dixon, putter for the Denver Broncos. Why do you shop Colorado Off-Road? I've always been taken very good care of. Your staff is always walking around with a smile. They've always helped me out with everything I needed from exhaust to tires to tonneau covers for the back of my truck. Colorado Off-Road has always taken very good care of me. Thanks, Riley. We appreciate that. We always want our customers walking out with a smile on their face, happy and taken care of. Located in Littleton at Wadsworth and Quincy, behind Phil Long. Colorado Off-Road. Larry H. Miller Chrysler Dodge Jeep 104th is Colorado's first choice with over 1,000 new vehicles to choose from. On 17 acres, we guarantee the best prices and lowest payments in the state. Hey, it's Bo, where my daughter and I got our last two vehicles. They took care of me. They'll take care of you with the best prices and lowest payments in the state. That can't be beat. Being the number one volume dealer has its perks, and we're passing them on to you. Come on in and see for yourself why we're Colorado's first choice, conveniently located off I-25 and 104th. Larry H. Miller Chrysler Dodge Jeep 104th or LHMDenverJeep.com. Kevin Flesh here from Flesh Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney and, more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. Doug Moe. He's bilingual. He spoke English in profanity. The Nuggets' all-time winning his coach. And a man who delivered his message his own way. Hell, we stand over there with our heads up. Hands up! His being would take over, and Linda Blair would emerge. Get up! Just during games, I get all carried away. Radio broadcasts were the first X-rated broadcasts. Moe, the life and times of the Nuggets' one-of-a-kind coach, premiering Sunday, March 11th at 6 p.m. on Altitude TV. I just coach what I feel. If it's different from other people and other people don't like it, I can't do nothing about it. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Rayel de Minas. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Rayel de Minas will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious authentic Mexican food, it's Rael de Minas, with four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at RaelDeMinasRestaurant.com A lot can happen in 50 years. First, the Ringbees built rockets to take us to new heights. From the ABA to the NBA without missing a beat. The hallowed halls of the Big Mac. We built a new home for the next era and 10 years of playoffs to a new class of mile-high basketball. It's our golden anniversary. Join the fun because the moments and memories have only just begun. 
The Denver Nuggets 50th anniversary season is proudly presented by KeyBank and Western Union. The road to success is paved with your new career at Brandon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. Construction season is coming, and Brandon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brandon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401K. Become a part of the Brandon team. Apply today at Brandon1.com. That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the number one, dot com. The Altitude 950 traffic update. There is an accident clearing southbound 225 approaching 17th, causing backups. Traffic is brought to you by Compassion International. Now crash northbound 225 before Alameda, a delay there. Then you have an accident northbound I-25 approaching County Line Road. It is slow from Castle Pines Parkway on through. Food, water, medical care, education, and more is what you'll give to a child in poverty when you become a Compassion Child Sponsor. Release a child from poverty in Jesus' name at Compassion.com slash radio. I'm Chris McLaughlin. With traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Man, our, our text line is hot this morning. Getting a lot of blowback about my James Harden take, which is great. I enjoy it. I enjoy that we differ on this particular subject matter. But right now, we turn our attention. College football. College football. Spring football. Right around the corner, we welcome to the show the head coach of your CSU Rams, Mike Bobo, on the Vic Lombardi program. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, Vic. How about you? Very good, thanks. Hey, listen, and I tell folks all the time, college coaches hate losing great players because obviously it's less talent, but when you get a guy that goes pro... There's no better billboard, walking billboard. You're going to have a kid at the Combine this week who's going to be spouting CSU everywhere he goes. He's got a billboard on his back, and that's a good thing. So when Michael Gallup is interviewed, when Michael Gallup is seen running the uh, the 40 or doing his broad jump, that's a great thing for CSU. The more pros you produce, the better for your program. No, no question about it. Obviously, you know, all these kids' dreams is, is to one day possibly play in the NFL. Like I think all of us that played a sport growing up, we wanted to be at the highest level. And, you know, to have a guy from your program that's at the, the NFL Combine this week is exciting for us. But I know it's exciting for him. You know, first and foremost, he's an outstanding young man, and he's going to represent his family name well and CSU well at the Combine this week, no doubt in my mind. How did you recruit Michael? Is he from S- he's a kid from SEC country as well, isn't he? He was about he was about twenty miles away from uh, huh. Athens, Georgia, and uh, knew him coming out of high school, and he ended up going junior college, and he actually hurt his ankle his uh, second year in JC and missed you know the majority of the season. I think he played two or three games. And people kind of dropped off, and his old high school coach called me and said, you remember Michael Gallup? He's at Butler uh, Community College in Kansas. And I said, yeah, I remember him. And got his film and started watching his, his freshman tape and got him on the phone that night. And then about a week later, it was it was history. He committed to Colorado State. That's awesome. So w- what line do you use when you're recruiting a kid who has dreamed of playing in the SEC? Most of those kids do. And all of a sudden you say, hey, come on up to Fort Collins, Colorado. Most of these kids have never come west. How do you get them here? 
Well, you know, you talk about you've got relationships uh, with people from where he's from, and and obviously, when you've got good relationships and they know who you are and and what you stand for, that helps when they can tell a kid this guy will take care of you. Uh, and, you know, not not just on the field, but off. And then you get him here, and then and they see Fort Collins, and he's a country boy. And I take him out to my house. We got two ponds in my in my neighborhood, and he goes fishing, and and it kind of feels like home to him. And uh, you know, and then she talked about what we do on offense and the success we've had uh, offensively, and the receivers uh, that have played in this system, and a chance to come in. And you know, Rashard Higgins had declared pro. Mm-hmm. And, you know, have a chance to to replace a guy like that always helps. You know, he was here before I got here, but you know, you show you know he played one year in our system, and you show what we did with him, and show that the success that he had from a place like Colorado State uh, that helps. So now you got Richard Higgins, you got Michael Gallup, so now you've got a little bit of trend that we got to continue to continue to build upon. You guys are going to hold the uh, pro day next Wednesday at the uh, stadium facility, which is going to be cool. First time that facility's hosted anything like this. How many kids are going to be there? Well, we have about, you know, we had 23 seniors, uh, and I think maybe 15 are, are, are working out. Uh, you know, our, our center, Jake Bennett, who was a, basically a four-year starter, who I think will have a chance to, you know, to play in the NFL. Our quarterback, Nick Stevens. Our running back, Dalen Dawkins, who I think is phenomenal. Uh, he's just undersized. It's going to be about getting a chance because there's really nobody uh, that's as tough as him. As, he, if I, as long as I've been coaching, he's one of the toughest guys I've had. And then Gallup will be here. And you got some defensive guys, our, our, our defensive backfield, and, and Kevin Nutt and, and Justin Sweet and a couple of defensive linemen. So we're going to have a lot of guys. Uh, Rashard Higgins, I talked to him the other day. He's going to come back and support his team. So, you know, that, all that's good. That's good for, you know, the brand being promoted to Colorado State, but it's also good for our current current kids on the roster right now, you know, to come out and see these guys perform and work out for the NFL and then have guys come back that played here. Uh, that's an exciting time. It's an exciting day for those guys, but it's also an exciting day for their teammates that they played with. They'll be out there pulling for them. Hanging with uh, Mike Bobo, head coach of the CSU football team. Coach, I've always wondered, too, the conversation that takes place between the NFL scout, the NFL front office type, and the college coach, because, listen, a lot of what they do, who they draft and where they draft, is going to be based on how your recommendation comes across. Those conversations, how big a factor is that on NFL draft day? I think it's big. I think obviously everybody starts with the tape. You watch the tape and and you get a you know you you have your evaluation from watching the tape of what you think of that that individual as a player, and then you start to talk about talk to people that have, have been around this player, and not just coaches, but they all go all the way back to high school to counselors to anybody that this kid has come in contact with. And a lot of it is you know what. What type of character does this guy have? How, how does he learn? You know, is he a good teammate? Uh, not of it, not a lot of it's football oriented. Some of it is, but mostly it's, you know, is this guy going to be a good fit in our organization type of questions. Tell us about your new staff specifically defensively. You got a new defensive coordinator who, uh, I believe coached at Tennessee most recently. How many changes do you have there? Uh, I have, uh, five. We had, we got, we had the 10th coach, uh, being able to hire 10 coaches this year. So we have five new coaches mm. on defense, uh, starting with our defensive coordinator, John Janzik, who I work with uh, at the University of Georgia from 05 to 08. And his last year there, he was co-defensive coordinator, and then he's been a defensive coordinator at the University of Tennessee, You know, also at Grand Valley State and at Central Michigan. So he's a guy that's got a lot of experience 
that's coordinated at a lot of different levels because I think that's important too that you know you're not just dealing with the cream of the crop at a Power Five conference. He's coached at a lot of different levels and developed a lot of kids, brings a lot of experience. I'm excited about him. Uh, and then, you know, our D-line coach, Keith Gilmore, is from, from most recently Notre Dame, another guy with a lot of experience. Uh, and then Chase Gibson is our linebackers coach. Eric Lewis uh, is our corners coach, who's the, the son of Sherm Lewis, longtime NFL offensive coordinator, offensive coach. And then George Hilo uh, will round it out as safeties coach. So five new guys, and then we've got a new offensive coordinator, Dave Johnson, uh, who will be our offensive line coach. So that's six new coaches. So wow. a lot of time coaching the coaches right now, but it's an exciting time. You know, we're, we're during this time is usually a little bit slower, but it's it's not slow for us right now. We're at, we're going over every detail, offense and defense, with the new coaches, special teams. So, uh, you know, we're getting to talk a lot of football, which is normally a little bit different during this time. Hey, do you like that new early signing period? Does it make your life easier? Well, uh, to be honest, while it was happening, I did not yeah. <laughs> because we, we played a bowl game sure. on December 16th. Uh, the uh, signing day was on the 20th. Uh, we missed about a week and a half on the road because getting ready for the bowl game. And then uh, we had a, we missed a weekend that we could host visitors because we were at the bowl site. Uh, but after it was done, I felt like we signed. And then we were short. We were short five coaches, too, uh, on, on the defensive side uh, that were out on the road recruiting. Uh, because of the changes here uh, on staff. So it, it was a hectic time with a bowl game and, and recruiting, but I felt like we signed a lot of good guys. And once they signed, that period between you know the rest of December, January, leading up to February 7th, they, they couldn't get poached. And mm. that has been a problem here of guys getting poached, uh, you know, closer to signing day some guys tried uh the night before the 20th but they really hadn't built that kind of relationship if we'd have went another month and a half uh, i feel like we might have lost three or four guys out of that group that we signed on the 20th so i think it benefited us this year the game within the game college recruiting coach appreciate a few minutes this morning best of luck with uh, spring ball coming up here mid-march thanks for having me on Vic. all right mike bobo head coach of your csu rams again the best advertisement they have, it's a walking billboard, is anybody that shows up at the NFL Combine. Michael Gallup's going to get drafted. All right, Every time you reference Michael Gallup this week at CSU football, that's a big deal. Yeah, if you're a high school kid and you're tuning in to the Combine and you see Colorado State, you connect the fact that, hey, if I go to Colorado State, I could end up here someday. That's big for the Rams. Uh By the way, in regards to our hot takes this morning, let me just say this as as we reset the show. What is the difference? And I get it. And again, I sound somewhat hypocritical when I when I blast James Harden and then I I openly advocate trash talk. But what is the difference between what James Harden did last night and say Dikembe Mutombo finger wagging or Von Miller celebrating a sack or Jose Batista flipping his bat? What's the difference? Uh, those seem a little bit more in the flow of the game. It Wrong. was the stop. It was the fact that he stopped. Exactly. What the difference is this. All of those that I just referenced happened after the play. The result yeah. of the play. Harden disrespected a player before he even made the basket. No, I'm with you. That's the part of it that seems a little egregious. It was during the play. Before the basket was made. Jordan shrug after, after the basket. After the play. Okay, I get it. You won that battle. Here's my shrug. He hadn't even made the basket. 
Yeah. No, I'm with you. And what if he'd missed it? That's what I'm saying. What's We'd more, be ripping it. See, and that's why I have a problem fundamentally with this. What's more important to James Harden? Is it the basket or the fact that he made the kid fall, that he made Wesley Johnson fall? Well, it was the fact that he made him fall. I mean, it is kind of a... That's a macho move, right? It's hey, kind just, of a boss move to sure. go knock down of the shot, it's though. it's a great... Yes, it's boss. But what does he value more? What does he value more, the fall or the bucket? He valued more at that point he making showed someone you. look bad. He showed you what he valued more. Yeah. It spoke volumes. When we come back, what a crazy story. Why no kids from the fine state of Colorado will ever be attending Texas Wesleyan University will explain next on the Vic Lombardi Show. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tomorrow night, the Nuggets will be in Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. Tip-offs at 6 o'clock with a pregame show getting away at 535. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche. Got it again. Juke all over the place. Nikola Jokic. Oh, my goodness. A triple-double in the first half. And then went up and over T-Kettle. Denver's all-sports station. Altitude 950. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Coming up at 8.15, the new old voice of the DIA trains, Alan Roach. Congratulations. Congratulations, my friend. Little do you know that we've got another got another responsibility that you will undertake on this show later this morning. So be prepared. I'm excited about this. Uh, MJ, closing his eyes at the free throw line is the same thing. Is that game out of reach? I don't know. Yeah, you're probably last, right. You're, last night's game was a laugher. Yeah, you're probably you're, you're probably right. Am I being hypocritical here? Yeah, I am. I am. I'm I'm human. I am. I, I just don't know why that bugged me so much and why it continues to bug me. Possibly because I went to a high school basketball game last night, a playoff game. Great game, by the way. Golden and Ponderosa. One at the buzzer on a half court shot. Ponderosa goes into Golden and upsets the demons. It is uh, high school basketball time now. I mean, I know they've been playing, but, but like, we're into it. Yeah, the reaction from the kids, man, it's, it's amazing how they take a page from their heroes and do every, you know, the whole three-point sign, which is, not, that's fine. You know, yeah. you make a three-pointer and you do this, that's fine. But I saw on a couple occasions a guy would block a shot and he'd stand over a body and just, and, you know, like, it got a little like, okay, that's a bit much for the high school game. I'm with you, but, man, this ties into all the things I outlined yeah. before. I don't like the way we treat other people nowadays. I don't like hazing. I don't like trash talk. I I, I don't like these I, things. I, and that's where I'm a hypocrite because I enjoy trash talk. I think it's a fundamental part of the game. I think Kenyon Martin said it best when I interviewed Kenyon Martin said, Getting in a guy's head is just as important as anything you do physically, athletically during the game. I would just get into somebody's head differently. I okay. would I would do it by, hey, when you come in the lane, I'm going to knock you on your butt. Do you That's remember, getting in someone's do head. Do you remember what Shannon Sharp did to the late, great Derek Thomas? Yes. I do. You remember do. that Monday night? I do. And, I, and look, I'm I'm more fine with that than I am some of these other things that I find demeaning and mocking. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not my, it's not my nature. I'm a little bit more quiet and reserved, right? Yeah, you are. Uh, I like this text. This is funny. Now you guys are having fun with this. 1990 writes in, maybe Harden was just giving the defender a chance to get back on his feet and continue to guard him. <laughs> now that would have been great. 
<laughs> that would have been great, right? Hey, Wesley, get yeah. another shot. Yeah, at let's it. come yeah. on, come on out. <laughs> I just—it's the demeaning nature of it that bothers me. I don't—I just don't think that's necessary. Oh man, it, and I am getting flooded with texts right now disagreeing with my stance and. Maybe I'm just, maybe we're behind the times. Maybe we need to, maybe we need to start disrespecting everybody. Cause that's what I, I view that as an ultimate sign of disrespect. No, oh, I'm with you. It was very disrespectful. Speaking of disrespect, are you going to make this a millennial thing? No, not at all. Okay. No, not at all. This is where I go off on old guy. Get off my lawn. Okay. This is the opposite. This is where the millennial is the champion and the old man is a doofus. This story found its origins here in Denver. In fact, DMAC at the other station tweeted this yesterday, and it became national news. Spoke to him. He got it from a coaching friend of his. Listen to this story. Player locally here by the name of, God, what's his name? Local baseball player, right? High school baseball player. High school baseball player was sent a text or an email from the head coach at Texas Wesleyan University, fellow by the name of Mike Jeffcoat. And DMAC tweeted this out, and I couldn't believe the reaction it got. So this kid is interested in playing at Texas Wesleyan. Jeffcoat is a former major league pitcher. He is the head coach there. He sent an email to this Colorado kid with the following, quote, Thanks for the interest in our program. Unfortunately, we are not recruiting players from the state of Colorado. In the past, players have had trouble passing our drug test. We made a decision to not take a chance on student-athletes from your state. You can thank your liberal politicians. Best of luck wherever you decide to play. And then he left his phone number. (laughs) How many phone calls do you think Mike Jeffcoat got yesterday? The number is on there? Yeah. So people can see it? Oh, it's on there. By the way, the Houston Chronicle did confirm the veracity of the email. It is from Mike Jeffcoat. All right, so here, here, here's the thing. I tend to be a free market guy, right? So if this coach wants to limit himself and exclude an entire state, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I, I think eventually that's going to come back and, and bite him, and people who do recruit in Colorado and do open themselves up to all candidates will have an advantage. So if he wants to put himself at a disadvantage by limiting a state, that's fine. I think to be fair to the guy, he says in there that they've had problems with students from Colorado passing their drug test. Mm -hmm. If that's true... He's going to have problems from California kids real soon, too. I'm sure. But if that's true, isn't it his right as a coach Mm -hmm. to say, you know what? It's not worth the headache. It's not worth the time. It's not worth uh, going through all of the the rigmarole to recruit a kid when half of them or 75% of them or whatever end up not being able to play because of the drug test. Isn't that his right? Can he say that? What got under everybody's skin, in my opinion, is when he said, you can thank your liberal politicians. That's the part people don't like. That's the part. If 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 you take that sentence out of the entire letter, mm-hmm. the entire email, is there a problem with it? He made it political. That's the problem. That's the issue. If he just said, look, we're not recruiting the state of Colorado. Unfortunately, we've had too many kids from your state Fail their drug test. We apologize. Best of luck. There's no big deal. It's fine. It, it, to me, that's no different than mm-hmm. saying we've had too much trouble with kids from your state trying to adjust to playing at sea level. Okay. Fine. It's the fact that he made it political. That's what gets under everybody's skin. 
Well, what's interesting, the reaction from Texas Wesley, what, what do you think will happen with this coach? Do you think he survives? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Is he a good coach? Is there, are they I, I a good team? I have no idea about How many team. games do they play in baseball? Let's say it's 30. If he was 6 and 24 last year, probably not. If he was 24 and 6, I don't think anybody cares. I mean, did he do anything wrong? Well, yeah. I think he did something what? wrong. He held the kid accountable for something he didn't do. What if this kid is, what if this kid's an altar boy? What if this kid is about as anti-drug and anti-marijuana if it gets? What if this kid is the cleanest kid you've ever met and he holds Look, him accountable for something he didn't do? We all make judgments in, in snap decisions based on filters we've got in our head that Help us get through life quicker. If this guy says, you know what? Screw the state of Colorado. We're not even recruiting it. Mm-hmm. Three fourths of the kids we've recruited from there have, have failed their drug test. It's not worth our time. Does that unfairly paint some kids with that brush? Yes, but so how dumb is he to send an email? I agree, nature? but did he, he really do anything wrong? Okay. Yes, he's dumb. That's what he did wrong. Shouldn't yeah. he be penalized for being dumb? Doesn't he know that that's going to go public? Shouldn't he be praised for being honest? If that's really his policy. So does he really believe that every kid from Colorado? No, he doesn't say every kid. What he says is we've had problems with people passing their drug tests, so mm-hmm. we've decided not to recruit your state. You know, it does suck, and you know me, I've, I've gone public with this. It does suck that our fine state has to deal with this crap. Has to deal with this notion. Yeah, you're an anti-marijuana guy. You're the guy that constantly is mad that it's in the newspaper. No, I just day. I'm mad that that's what we're known for. You know, no, again, I I, you know, I don't care what you do. You, you know, there's good friends of mine who imbibe every day. I don't care. I hate that. That's the number one thing that comes to mind now when you utter the word Colorado. That's the number one thing on everyone's mind. Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. No, I'm what is you. it? What is Colorado today? It's pot. Yes, that bothers me. All right, so we were supposed to do our Power 5 there. We yeah. reset it when we come back? Well, we were supposed to talk to uh, Alan Roach when we come back. Oh, okay, so let's can we do it real quick? Yeah, without the intro. Our Power 5 question today is pretty simple. This guy's going to label Colorado the way it is, and rightfully so, I guess. Let's label every other state in the union. Okay. Why would you wouldn't recruit somebody from New York or Florida or the state of Washington or, or Iowa? Nebraska. Let's offend every state in the union. Okay. On the text line, 30933. Give us a valid reason why you wouldn't recruit a kid from, say, New Mexico. This has no chance of going wrong. No, not at all. We're going to have to be very selective in reading these texts. Yeah, no doubt. But as long as we're going to, as long as we're going to offend our, our fine state, let's offend them all. All right. Let's go right there. I like this. When we come back, the new slash old voice of the trains at DIA right here on Altitude 950. Gotta sell that house, don't you? Crunch time has arrived. You gotta sell because you gotta get yourself into another house. Well, if you wanna sell quickly, call Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent you need to call who will make you the following offer. He'll sell your home at a price and a time you agree on, or he'll cut you a check for $5,000. Troy has an exclusive marketing system that is proven to get his clients the most money. So, again, no risk, no obligation, no high pressure, it's just a phone call. Troy Hansford, 720-600-6244. That's 720-600-6244. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Mark Moser Show. You can glean a lot from John Elway by listening 
to how he says things, in addition to exactly what he does say. And he was talking, to, the, the question came up about Paxton Lynch, right? And <laughs> uh, he's like, yeah, you know, you got to get healthy. And he's like, the health, or that is, yeah, um, I, I like chicken. I mean, that, that's kind of what it was. Mark Mosier, every weekday afternoon, 1 to 3, only on Altitude 950. Most of the year, my bad credit means I can't get it. But this is tax season, and it's time I got a new ride. So I'm taking my tax refund to Grand Valley Auto, where they say bad credit, don't sweat it. At Grand Valley Auto, they've got hundreds of quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Amazing deals, 17 years reputable experience, a full service department, and a free oil change if you mention this commercial. Tax time is car buying time at Grand Valley Auto on West Colfax near Wadsworth and Lakewood. GVALakewood.com. Were you underpaid or denied by your insurance company after that hailstorm last May? Well, you need the C3 Group. They're a team of private insurance adjusters and property claim experts that work only for you, not your insurance company. So don't let your insurance company tell you what they're willing to pay for your claim. The C3 Group will ensure you receive what they're required to pay. Call the C3 Group, 303-670-2710. That's 303-670-2710. The C3 Group, 303-670-2710. We're here at Farland Classic Restoration with Jack Farland. Jack, tell us what kind of cars you're working on now. We are currently finishing up a 68 Alfa Romeo Giulia and working on a 67 Jaguar XKE. And we just sent a Ferrari 308 back home after it was shown during the Pebble Beach Week. So you guys restore all kinds of classics? We focus on investment-level classics. We finished a 61 Ferrari that won top honors in Florida. It's not all full restorations either. We also do mechanical repairs, body work, paint, and incredible detail jobs all under one roof. And you sell cars too? Yes, we have a showroom full of classics that are truly investments, and we can track down specific cars for you. We recently found a fantastic Mercedes 300 SL for a customer. What's the best way to learn more about the shop? Check us out at FarlandCars.com to see our latest projects and videos, or follow us on Facebook at Farland Classic Restoration. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. It is a slow drive on southbound 225 with a couple accidents. One clearing at 17th, one cleared at I-25. Traffic is brought to you by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Northbound I-225, an accident approaching Alameda, keeping traffic slow. And then there's a crash northbound I-25 right before County Line Road with backups to Castle Pines Parkway. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation invites you to take steps for cures at a walk event near you. Get started at cctakesteps.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. <laughs> Some of the texts coming in our Power 5 question of the day. In light of that Texas coach who refuses to recruit Colorado based on um, what he called the liberals, the politicians, and the weed laws. So he holds this poor kid accountable here and Whatever. So we asked, what states would you not recruit for whatever reason? 
let's go ahead and offend every state in the union. Uh, so, some of the texts coming in, 0233. Can't recruit Tennessee or Kentucky because they're always drunk on whiskey. Can't recruit Nevada, says this texter. Too many kids will throw a game to win on the money line. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, can't recruit anyone from Texas because they'd probably bring their guns everywhere. Uh, I won't recruit from California because they already live here anyway, from Joe. Good That's point. good. Very good point. Let's go to the uh, hotline and welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. It was a long, hotly contested campaign. Uh, came down to the final moment, the final seconds. Uh, the site crashed the train DIA voice. Everybody wanted it. Only one person got it, and he joins us on the hotline right now. Congratulations, Alan Roach. How are you, my friend? Hi, Vic. Doing great, thank you. Um, let's start at the very beginning. Why was this even up for bids? Your voice was perfectly fine on the trains to begin with. I never questioned it. I never got into a train and said, God, we got to change the voice here. So why was this a public vote to begin with? You're asking the wrong person, because I would basically say the same thing. I was mistaken for because I... You know, stopped doing the Broncos after 16 years and went to Minnesota to announce the Vikings, which is where I grew up and, you know, was a fan since I was two years old. For whatever reason, somebody at the airport determined that that must have meant that I left town. And I didn't. I just fly back and forth and do the Vikings. I do the Avalanche. I do the Rapids. I do a bunch of commercials around and have lived here and haven't left. So I don't really know why. I guess the only qualifier for me, the only reason why, it was a brilliant marketing ploy. It shed light on something that everybody just sort of takes for granted. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, do you think people are losing sleep over the voice of the train? Right? But it it gave people a reason to vote. And and I don't, and I guess there's a department out there, a media department or a public relations department whose job it is is to bring attention to things at the airport. And so, yeah, they certainly did that in a grand way. I don't know what they gain from that. Yeah. You, you, you know, know me, a- Alan, I, I milked this to the very end. I have a campaign manager right here in James Merrill. Yeah, he yes. helped me. I, I well, t- by the way, I should be fired. Yeah. Well, well, did you hear that? Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's, uh, that's a little harsh. I got, well, I got a lot of people that said the reason I voted for you is because you were on uh, Vic Lombardi's show and you made uh, great points. Oh. See? Okay. See, you cost me, James. By having Roach you, on you the show. You absolutely cost me. In the end, you, you know, you I milked this, Alan, I milked this to the very end, as you well know. Uh, but, but you won rightfully so. Do we know what the final vote was? Have they given us numbers? No, no, I've not seen anything. I haven't gone around. I guess I haven't even looked at that site. Have you gone back I have to not. the voting site? No, I have Maybe not. It says on there. I don't even know. So, so what do you do moving forward? Do you have to go revoice the train now with a new sort of enunciation? I mean, wh- or do you just keep your same voice on it? I think, I, I honestly, I don't know. I was told that they'd get in touch with me in the next few days and we'd set up a studio session. I think there are some new messages or new ways to say things. And I think that the whole, uh, you are delaying the departure yeah. of this train, I think that's going away. Is it really? Was it, I, wait, I why? Was it, <laughs> why? Are people complaining that it's too forceful? the most popular message and the one that everybody likes the most. Um, and I was told that it offended some people. <laughs> oh, my God. That does not surprise me. That, nothing surprises me. Can you imagine me. people being offended by something? Yeah. <laughs> you are de- you're delaying the departure of the train. So you can't say, so what do you think they'll have you say now? Please move away from the door. Please. <laughs> Pretty please. please? 
Yeah. That's amazing. So we can all get to our train on time. Thank, thank God I didn't win this thing. I don't know if I could have done that. I mean, yeah. I would have been very blunt with my message to a lot of these passengers because, frankly, there's nothing that bothers me more than being on that train and people don't pay attention or they do dumb things on the train. You know what bothers me the most, Alan? And I want you to, if you can't sneak in this message, what bothers me is when you're on that train and there are some old people and they're going to Terminal C and they want to sit and there's a couple places to sit and yet some young punk won't get up and let the old person sit. It's a sign of respect, right? And it happens all the time. God, it bothers me. So you you want me to have a message that says, hey, little punk, you see the people standing up there? They'd like to sit yeah, down. Yeah, you see that 80-year-old lady that has a cane? How about giving her your seat? Yeah. That's what I want to hear on the train. All right, Alan, this was all fun and games, and I don't know you still do your thing with the ass. Great win last night, by the way, dude. That was a, How scared were you at 2 nothing? Yeah, and I've seen a couple of games like that this year where the Avalanche just start slow or have a bad period, and we've seen that a lot over the last few years, and then it just continues through the rest of the game. But this year they've been able to recover from having a bad period, and they certainly did that last night. How much do you miss playoff hockey here? And I tell people that, don't, I mean, it feels so long ago, but the I, intensity. I've almost forgotten. Oh, how much does the intensity, and you're vital when it comes to playoff hockey because it starts from the get-go. If you're not into it, they're not into it, and it's a different game. But the atmosphere at Pepsi Center when the playoffs come around, you can't equate that during the regular season. And there's been a couple of games this year, even very early on in the season, and Minnesota always brings out the best in the Avalanche fans, and it's going to be that way on Friday night. I would say tomorrow night's game will be the closest thing to a playoff atmosphere this this year so far. And, uh, yeah, it, it's just a totally different thing when you've got all 18,000 fans up on their feet making noise. Hey, so when you're, when you're doing the PA at an Avs game, are you allowed to say whatever you want, or is there a, a certain script that you have to abide by? Uh, yeah, the latter. I mean, I'm absolutely, there's a script. I'm, there's a script from the NHL, you know, sort of this is what you say for a penalty, this is what ah. you say for a goal. And I, you know, I kind of finagle that a little bit. I think somewhere in the NHL rule book it says that the PA announcer cannot show favoritism. Oh, come on. Yeah, and so that's a rule that probably should be taken out of the book because everybody does, but yeah. I think the rule is in there. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, go to an NBA game and, and the way they make the, the opening introductions, and, I, you know, we have two of the best here uh, between you and Kyle Speller, so that's... That's ridiculous. Of course you show favoritism. Of course you show homerism. That's why you have your job. All right, um, Alan, I do, before we say goodbye, uh, Kyle Key filled in for you while you were in, um, Pyeongchang and the dude almost lost his voice. I mean, he was trying to get all low and bassy and he, and dude, it, it was, it was almost embarrassing. He almost lost his voice trying to do what you do. And last night after, because when I was at the Olympics, I don't scream like that for the avalanche. The Olympics is, you know, much more of an even balance, sure. uh, even keel kind of thing. And so last night, the avalanche scored four goals in that second period, you know, so four times I'm screaming avalanche goal. My voice wasn't ready for that either. I was like, whoo, I was a little, little scratchy and hoarse by the time the third period started. I'm glad they didn't score four more, but... Um, yeah, I saw videos of Kyle, you know, on social media and stuff doing that. It looks like he had a great time. Yeah. But, yeah, it looked like he was literally going to pass out several <laughs> times in the middle of an hour. His face got blue. Hey, yeah. have, have you ever lost your voice? Uh, yes. I I think I've only missed one avalanche game because of having a voice issue, and that was, man, maybe eight years ago or more. I'm knocking on wood right now. 
I have lots uh-huh. of different remedies and lots of different things. There's times where my voice isn't 100%, but I always do everything I can to not lose it. Well, Roach, congratulations again. It's well-deserved, and I am not at all bitter because I, I didn't think it was an issue to begin with. You should be on that train because your voice is the best in this market. But before we say goodbye... We gave you an intro to our show. We want to add to our archives. We have several prominent people introduce our program. We gave you the script. If you don't mind, on the way to break, can you provide a custom-tailored intro to the Vic Lombardi Show? Go ahead. Sure. I've got three of them here. You three? ready? Oh, my God. How many? Okay, go ahead. Fire them all off. All right. Hello, and welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show. You're approaching the station for all A-gates. Millennials, it's time to get off the train. Jesse, H.W., and Marty, beat it. Okay. Please, please, keep clear of the doors. We're approaching the exit for all B-gates. All those who have never once been wrong in their life, please exit the train. Manchester, that's you. Out. Perfect. And the last one? Now approaching the terminal, all sports radio show hosts who did not win the DIA voice contest, please exit the train. You know who I'm talking about. See ya, Vic. Well done, Mario. Well done. <laughs> Poetry through the voice of the legendary Alan Roach. Alan, thanks, man. I appreciate it. We'll see you at the rink. Hey, and thank you for having me on last week and uh, playing so nicely in all of this and the great and kind words you've uh, said. That means a lot to me. No problem, brother. Take care. Take care. That is uh, Alan Roach, again, the uh, new-slash-old voice of the train. I like when uh, he talks about having him on uh, cost you the election. You blame me. You cost us the election. When he thanks you for being so gracious and having him on, you take all the credit. Well, that's my job. You're welcome, Roach. No problem. I'm, I'm above... The fray, I, I'm willing to just let bygones be bygones. You just throw me under the bus when it's bad and take all the praise when it's good. You should know me by now. I just figured That's it out. That's how I roll. All right, coming up a little bit later in the show, uh, not only do we have Mario Sugar Fix, DU Hoops coach Rodney Billups at 915 as the Pioneers get ready for their conference tournament. You are now boarding. It's as far as I can get. I don't know the rest of the script. Alan, I, I milked this to the very end. I have a campaign manager right here, and James Merrill, yeah, he yes. helped me. I, I well, took, by the way, I should be fired. Yeah. Well, well, did you hear that? Wow. Oh, my goodness. Here's what's happening at Altitude 950. Altitude 950 has your chance to win the Source H2O laundry system, valued at $800. Go to Altitude950.com and register to win. Kill mold, mildew, and viruses with no hot water, no detergent, and no bleach. A better way to clean your clothes with a savings of over $600 per year. Get more info now at Altitude950.com. Have you ever wanted to refinance your mortgage but didn't want to start a 30-year loan again? Hey, this is Mark Mosier for my friends at American Financing, and let me tell you, they can help. When refinancing to eliminate mortgage insurance, lower your rate, or consolidate high-interest debt, you don't have to worry about resetting your loan. Because at American Financing, they offer 9, 13, or 18-year loans, really any term you need. It's truly a custom loan. You choose the term based on your budget, and they'll find the most competitive interest rate. It's your mortgage your way. 
Plus, with a fixed rate, no matter where interest rates go, yours stays the same. Monthly payments won't increase. It just takes one call to their salary-based mortgage consultants. They'll guide you through the options and will customize the right program to achieve your financial goals. They may even get you closed in as fast as 10 days. So get started now. 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000 or AmericanFinancing.net, the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit echohearingcenter.com. Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City, don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive. And best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty. Cruise I-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun. Scott Aces here. Urology cancers, including prostate, kidney, and bladder, are among the top ten cancers diagnosed in men. At Porter Advantage Hospital, part of the Centura Health Cancer Network, they are pioneers in robotic urology surgeries, performing more than anyone in the entire Rocky Mountain region. In fact, they've been named among the top 5% in the nation for prostate surgery three years in a row. Learn more about their minimal incisions, maximum expertise at porterhospital.org slash urology. Home of the Avalanche. Last night, the Avalanche were on the ice. Here's the highlight of the game, brought to you by Xfinity. Get up to the minute scores and stats right on your TV with the sports app on Xfinity X1. To the near side, Renton after it kicks it into the neutral zone. He's got it. Down the right wing into the flame zone. Gives it up for McKinnon. Holds it, looks back to Renton. And that far side shot. Score! Tyson Berry, tic-tac-toe to the tic-tac-toe. The highlight of the game. Brought to you by Xfinity. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Slow traffic, northbound I-225 between Parker Road and Alameda where there is an accident clearing. Southbound still running heavy on 225, I-70 to 17th. And from Parker Road down to I-25 from an earlier crash, there's an accident on eastbound I-70 at Central Park Boulevard. Eastbound I-70 slowing between Sheridan and Havana. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation invites you to take steps for cures at a walk event near you. Get started at cctakesteps.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. Want to thank Roach for joining us in the previous segment. Story of the day. This all originated. A tweet from DMAC who, uh, Got this from a coaching friend of his, local kid, who um, wanted to go play baseball somewhere and uh, sent his tape to Texas Wesleyan. If you haven't read this yet, it's viral. And the Texas Wesleyan coach, fellow by the name of Mike Jeffcoat, a former Major League player. Have you ever heard of Mike Jeffcoat? No. Me neither. 
Former major league player? Yeah. I never heard of him. Had a cup of coffee in the bigs. I don't, I mean, I don't remember him as a player and I don't follow Texas Wesleyan baseball. Absolutely hilarious that this has gone viral, but it doesn't surprise me one bit. So this kid applies to this school. Coach says, nah, we're not going with you. He writes back on an email saying, unfortunately, we are not recruiting players from the state of Colorado. In the past, players have had trouble passing our drug test. We've made a decision to not take a chance on student athletes from your state. You can thank your liberal politicians. Best of luck wherever you decide to play, Mike Jeffcoat. And then he provides his phone number. This story combines everything that's juicy in America right now. Sports, politics, territorialism, everything. That's why it's the perfect story. You have a way of, and I don't know how you did it, defending this jackass? Yeah. I don't think wow. it's, I don't think it's all that indefensible. I think it's, I mean, I don't care what political leanings you might have. And you know mine. You know what? I, I, this guy, that is just for him to hold up a, a player that he's never met accountable for something he doesn't agree with. It's ridiculous. Okay, so if you're the coach, again, this is one of those things where people never take the time to put themselves in the other person's shoes. They just sit there and react and start throwing stones and say how unfair it is and blah, 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 blah. If you're this coach, and let's just pick a number. Let's say you've recruited a dozen kids from Colorado. You've gone through all that trouble, all that pain, all that paperwork, all that travel, all that whatever. Mm -hmm. You planned on having those kids be a part of your team. And, I, and again, I'm just making up numbers here, but I'm just playing out the hypothetical. Let's say nine of those 12 kids have not been able to play on your baseball team because they flunked their drug test due mm -hmm. to marijuana. Okay. Well, then stop stop recruiting kids from Colorado. But you don't send an email like that to a kid that you know okay. nothing about. Wait a minute. So you just said stop recruiting kids from Colorado, sure. which is what he did. Okay. And then he just was honest with the kid and said, best of luck. We just don't recruit your state anymore. And that's where it ends. What's the problem with that? Come on. The Why is that a problem? Jab, all that. Come on. The political you know, jab is what has everybody you know, upset. You know what's wrong. You just don't say. No. So. You're you're a Dude. leader. You're a coach. You're an authority figure. Your public, your political leanings should have no impact on the performance. So let me get this straight. It's not his hold political on, hold leanings. Hold on, hold on. He's not. He's not making this decision because he's talking about. He because just he's said, conservative. So you're only going to recruit right wing. Uh, That's not what he's saying. Oh, really? What is oh, the re no no? Okay. Hang on a second. What is the reason he cites for why he's not recruiting these kids? Marijuana. No. What's the reason about the marijuana? Left wing liberals voting in your state. No. What, what, what is, is the reason? Help me out. The reason is. We've had trouble with kids from Colorado passing our drug test. You know, I always That's harken the back. That's the reason. Here's how short-sighted you are, and this coach really is. Oh, One geez. of the greatest movies ever made. Remember the Titans. You remember the movie, right? Yes. It had an ugly, pathetic scene where the guy's running weirdly, but whatever. In that movie, here comes Sunshine. Shows up at practice one day. And how did all the other players, how did they cast Sunshine the moment they saw him? Pretty boy from California. Probably can't play. Just a pretty boy. Yeah. Who ended up being the hero of the movie? Who ended up playing Sunshine. his butt off? I get so, it. So the coach is supposed to say Denzel Washington at the time. No, 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 no. We don't recruit California boys because they're pretty boys with long hair. I'm not saying it's right. I'm I, Again, I said I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a free market guy. I think it's silly for a coach to limit his t potential talent base. 
I don't think it's a smart move by him, yeah. but I think he's entitled to do this, and I understand why he's doing it. And it, he throws in the liberal jab, which makes it look like it's about politics. It's not. Yeah. It's about he's tired of wasting his time recruiting okay. kids who can't pass the damn drug test. Well, what we've decided to do then is uh, uh, since he offended the fine state of Colorado, which I take he great He didn't offend to. me at all. People are so easily offended. Why is this offensive? Why? Since he took a jab at the fine state of Colorado... We take it upon ourselves to take a jab at every other state. If you're recruiting other states in the union, give us a reason on our Power 5 question of the day. You could text us, 30933, why you wouldn't recruit a particular player from a particular state. Uh, for example, and this is offensive, we're going to offend all of you if you're from this state. Trent says, we can't recruit from Alabama since three out of every four coaches there is related. You know the jokes that come with that. Yeah. Uh Let's see. Can't recruit from North Denver because they just can't win. What does that mean? What the hell are you talking about? You know, he's just trying to offend you. Yeah. Can't recruit from the state of Washington because they can't deal with a bright blue sky. You know what's funny about Fair that? Jab. Every time I've been to Seattle, it's been sunny. Really? Maybe it's just my sunny disposition. Maybe. It just kind of comes with you. You know, it's there's certain fine. people when they arrive, the, it just starts raining. You're the opposite. Um. I, let's see. There's one kid on that team from Colorado. That coach is a hypocrite. One guy. So that one guy has failed drug tests, apparently? Well, how many guys aren't on the team anymore because they failed drug tests? How many? He's got one right now. Okay, the one guy who passed. We don't know how many failed. Look, and if he's making that part of it up, well, then he's wrong. But that we can't not take him at his word when we don't have any reason to not believe him. He's tired of wasting his time. Why is that a problem? Uh, Texter says somebody should investigate this idiot because if you're sending a letter to a kid like this, there's something deeply wrong with you. You're just, and I agree. I, I think this guy's disturbed. What? I think he should be disturbed? fired. Disturbed? Yes. No, no, no. Let, let's, let's keep this in a little bit of context. You know who's disturbed? Hmm. Jerry Sandusky is disturbed. This guy's disturbed. Larry Nasser is disturbed. So is this guy. No, he's not. He's letting politics overtake his job. He's and his not. job is to win baseball games. It's not about the politics. It's all about the politics. He made it about politics by putting in the liberal jab. It's about path of least resistance, and he's tired of right. wasting his time. I, I can only speak from my perspective because that's what we do. Let me ask you a question. If I were coaching disturbed. at Texas, let me ask you. If I were coaching at Texas Wesleyan, and I knew a kid, a hot dog kid from, uh, Aurora Central, who just raked. He was a player, center fielder. He was like Kelly from Bad News Bears. He just raked, right? But I knew he hit the bong every night. I'd recruit the hell out of him. Because you so know what? what? I, I want to win. I do, too. I, I don't wanna care. win. I don't care if the kid smokes pot and every I, day. And I hate the whole process of pot. I hate the smell. You I know, don't. I don't, I don't the care. The only rule I'd give him is, I, hey man, I hate the smell. Just keep it away from me. I but voted do for it. So don't, don't, let's not, you know, put me in some camp that I don't belong in. Yeah. I'm just saying, I get it. Let's say I coached at Stanford. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I sent a kid a letter saying, look, uh, you know what? You didn't get a high enough score on the SAT. We've had too many kids who we've allowed in with scores below our, our, our number here come in here and have a hard time with our academic standards and stay eligible, so we're going to pass. We're, we're going to pass on you. Would that be wrong? That's a little different, dude. That's Why? a little different. Why? Because there's no politician in their state saying you have to be dumb. They're not blaming the politicians. Okay, what if it was... Uh, That's, that makes no sense. I, 
I'll give you some other examples. Some of the texts. No, it does make sense. You're tired of wasting your time on a group that, by and large, has caused you problems. Why is that? Why is why is that different? Why well, okay, is that I'll issue? read. I'll read some texts because that's our power five question of the day. How would you offend other states for whatever they're known for? Some of these coming in. We can't recruit from Massachusetts because they can't can't pronounce their R's. Sorry, we can't we can't recruit from Utah. We don't have enough room in the dorms for all seven of your wives. Wow, that's a little offensive. Again, why is that more or less offensive than what this coach did? What's the difference? What's the difference? Calling everyone in the state of Utah a bigamist? Well, you just called everyone in the state of Colorado a weed spot. I don't no, smoke weed. Yes, he did. Yeah, no, he didn't. What are you talking about? You know what? My kid doesn't smoke weed. What if he doesn't recruit my kid? I'd be offended. You shouldn't be offended. You should just say, well, then I guess so, he'll go somewhere else. No, I'd be offended that he believes that strongly that my kid or my family is influenced by others around. That bothers me. You're not putting yourself in the coach's shoes. Look at the example I said. You've recruited 12 kids from Colorado. You did all that work. You did all that Mm -hmm. paperwork. You spent all that time, did all that travel, and nine of them never played for you because they failed drug tests. Would that make you mad? And would you say, hell with it. I'm not even going to deal with Colorado anymore. Let's go recruit Mm -hmm. somewhere else. You would. Of course you would. People on the text line are agreeing with you, just so we show both sides of the story. 4767. Please place your names on these texts. This is a personal show. I want to get to know you. This one guy uh, writes in here. um, There is no constitutional right to get recruited, so get over it. Another person writes in. Try hiring people into your business in Colorado these days. Massive overhead with all the failed drug testing. I don't know. I, I guess I don't own a business with, with drug testing. I, I don't understand. Here's my point. Final point on it is he made it about politics when he put in the sentence about thank your liberal politicians. Mm-hmm. Take that sentence, that one sentence out of the letter. Then is it offensive? Then does it bother people? Then does it get everybody upset? The answer is no. Well, then, then, then you've made my argument for And me. his action Why is the exact same th- thing. That one sentence should be reason enough to dismiss him from his job. Jeez. Oh, God, we just want to fire everybody. Yeah. If you make one mistake, we want you to, we want you to be fired. Mm-hmm. If you make one little misstep, you should be fired. I like this, this one. This is so non-Vic. Again, you're, you're so inconsistent. The guy made one Minor mistake here, he, potentially. He, he offended my home state. He oh, offend, you know what? You know why I'm so sensitive to this? Because I knew this was coming. Because I knew as soon as that that law passed, I knew it. I knew it. I said it from the get go. This is what we're going to be known for. This is what we're going to be labeled, and we're going to carry it like a tattoo on our foreheads everywhere we go. That bothers me, and now it bothers me that kids are being affected by it. That's why I'm mad. How's he being affected by it? Because he doesn't get to go to Texas Wesleyan. There are bigger crimes in the world. There are bigger, uh, you know, sufferings in the world than you didn't get to go get a degree from Texas Wesleyan. Does it bother you that your state is known for one thing now and one thing only? Does it bother you? Hell, I I miss the old days when we were known just for skiing. And you know me and my mountains. I, it doesn't bother me at all that we're known for. Bothers the hell out of me. Well, it sure as hell doesn't keep people from moving here. I know, but I went on, I went to, I went to Italy of all places a couple I, years ago. And that's all they were talking about. You from Colorado? Yeah. Oh, you have weed with you? No. We're the fittest state in the union. It's easily the best state to be a vegan. Oh, jeez. 
That's a, I'm waiting for this. The next coach not to recruit because you're a vegan. That would have been classic. Seriously. Okay. That here, would have been go. awesome. Here you go. Let's say this kid was vegan and the coach said, look, the last 20 vegans we've recruited couldn't stay healthy. So we're not yeah. recruiting you. Yeah. I'm not offended. Okay. I don't care. Now, now add the line about the politicians. Because your liberal politicians okay. make it easy and to buy now, hummus. There you go. What? There you go. And now, now you've and made I it. I don't fi- care. Now you've made it a fireable offense. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't. It you just, know what this guy is? This guy's a hick. Don't be so quick Let's, to be he, offended. He, here, let me let me. Oh, jump now to who's ju- calling people names? Well, that's what he is. He just proved it. What if he's from New York? I, well, then he's a New York hick. <laughs> they got <laughs> hicks in New York. I've we seen just, them. We just want to be upset about everything. That's what we've determined. This guy's today. a neck. You got the Vic Lombardi show. Mario saves us next. When the time comes for you to buy your new truck, how are you going to decide? The lowest monthly payment you see on TV? With the mouse print disclaimer telling you why you won't get that deal. Or maybe the radio commercial promising the absolute lowest price, followed by lots and lots of very fast-talking disclaimers that are never good news. You do have a better choice. My Car Guys at Johnson Auto Plaza. Hi, I'm Alan Roach, and I've been sending friends, family, and listeners to Johnson's for almost 20 years now. And for good reason. It's because of the Johnson family and the Johnson way of doing business. The promise of a respectful, honest experience. And yes, absolutely a great deal, just without the nonsense or silly games. And right now, during Ram Truck Month at Johnson's, enjoy special incentives on over a 1,000 vehicles, over 600 trucks, 350 new Rams, and 250 new Jeeps, each one ready for you to test drive. Experience car buying the way it's supposed to be at Johnson Auto Plaza. You're going to love these guys. North of E-470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. Boss of Fitness is now open in Denver, Centennial, and Aurora. Work out where fitness is fun. Join Vasa Fitness with month-to-month memberships as low as $9.99 a month. Stop by one of our gyms or visit VasaFitness.com to join today. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet donuts of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand, daily, with only the best ingredients. And how about this? Come into any Lamar's for a free donut the day after a Nuggets win. Find the location near you at Lamar's.com. Lamar's, where we have simply a better donut. Offer valid while supplies last. Offer does not include specialty donuts. Limit one per customer per group. Were you underpaid or denied by your insurance company after that hailstorm last May? Well, you need the C3 Group. They're a team of private insurance adjusters and property claim experts that work only for you, not your insurance company. So don't let your insurance company tell you what they're willing to pay for your claim. The C3 Group will ensure you receive what they're required to pay. Call the C3 Group, 303-670-2710. That's 303-670-2710. The C3 Group, 303-670-2710. The Altitude 950 traffic update. The latest slowdown coming in on the drive is on I-25. Traffic is brought to you by Compassion International. It's where a car hit the median south on I-25 south of 6th Avenue. South on I-25, very slow already between I-70 and 6th and between Broadway and Hamden. Food, water, medical care, education, and more is what you'll give to a child in poverty. When you become a Compassion Child Sponsor, release a child from poverty in Jesus' name at Compassion.com slash radio. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Man, 
text line is hot. Three two seven six. James, your examples are not the same. Your examples assume the kids did not meet the litmus test. Example, low SAT score. If a kid in an actual situation had failed the drug test, then it would be the same. Go with my vegan example. Vic, you sound like a Nancy. Very out of character of you, especially after yesterday's coaching discussion. Yeah, I'm, I'm back and forth. You're right. It is out of character. I'm usually hard. So this whole anti-James Harden bull, yeah, I, that's out of character. This, out of character. But you know what? Not everything is equal. I don't like when somebody offends my home state. I'm very territorial. Sorry. I just don't understand why it's offensive. If a coach says, I don't want to recruit kids from Colorado because we've had trouble getting kids from Colorado to pass the drug test, why is that offensive? No, I'm partially ticked at my home state over this. Okay, now we're getting to the crux of the problem. I'm partially ticked that this is what we're known for, and okay. it's carrying on a life of its own. And you're taking it out on poor Mike Jeffcoat. Hey, where's Mike Jeffcoat from? Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Shocker. Oh, now we're going to paint everybody from Arkansas with a brush. Shocker. That's what we're doing. Shocker. Come on. Some of the texts coming in. Haig says, can't recruit from Oregon. Don't want players with web feet. Uh, let's see. A duck anatomy joke. <laughs> can't recruit from Memphis. I can't read that. <laughs> I don't even know what it says, but I can imagine. Did I read this one already? Can't recruit from Oregon. They don't know how to pump gas. What if you were at, uh, I don't know, Michigan and you said, we're not going to recruit kids from Florida. Because we've had a lot of them go back home because they don't like the weather. Can't Is that recruit, a problem? Well, here's one. Stefan writes in, can't recruit from Arizona. Too many accidents because guys don't know how to drive in the snow. Okay. I mean, seriously, if you said, if you were, if Jim Harbaugh said, I'm not recruiting Florida because I'm tired of kids getting up here and leaving the first time it snows, yeah. would that be a problem? Okay, here's a, here's a text and this one hits home. This, this is one again. The answer is no. 3614. 3614. Uh, this is obviously a, a coach. I, I think it is. A person doesn't give a name. I wouldn't waste one minute of my time coaching any kid that is a pot user. I also wouldn't hire any person that uses weed as well. Well, let me speak in in reality, my friend. You wouldn't have a place of business pretty much in the state of Colorado. You might as well just move out and go to Idaho right now. And again, I don't think the coach should do this because I'm a free market guy and I want to, I want to keep every potential candidate open to me. So this latest texture mm-hmm. I think is silly. If the greatest player of all time wanted to play for you, but he was a pot smoker, mm-hmm. you're telling me you wouldn't take him? Give me a break. Let me, um, let me clue you in on now something. Now who's making it political? Let, let me clue you in on something. Lord. As a uh, longtime uh, talk show host and interviewer in this, in this market, you would pretty much eliminate 50% of the le- the athletes in this town. Trust me. Bye-bye. I, I wouldn't that, argue that, with that, your that's, number. That's, see, t- I'm different. To me, it doesn't. I don't care what you do with your free time, especially legally. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. I it, I still don't like the smell. I don't I, like this. But I don't care. You can use. My friends use. I don't care. I don't care I either. I just don't like the smell of it. I don't care it either. It smells like crap. But Texas Wesleyan is a private school. It was fun. It was founded by the Methodist Church, and so they have a drug policy there. And if the coach is tired of banging his head against the wall because kids can't pass the drug test, mm-hmm. I understand that. But, why is that such a ludicrous thought so on then, his part? So then why is it so ludicrous of me to, before you told me where this guy was from, I said to you, oh, he's probably from Mississippi or Arkansas. Guess no, what? you didn't. You said he was a hick. Okay. Why is that, why is that offensive then? 
Because if, it's, if, it's, wait, you're wait. making a generalization about that state. Well, 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 then what is he doing about Colorado? No, he's not making a generalization. Oh, what are you talking about? He's specifically saying we've had trouble with <laughs> kids from that he's state. He's making a generalization. No, he's not. He's taking a small sample size and saying it's been problematic. I'm taking a small sample size and I'm saying they're hicks. I hope What's this, the difference? I hope this guy like wrote a thesis on English lit. Kyle says, Vic, you're not pissed at the coach. You're pissed about the legality of weed. No, I'm over that. I exactly. was at first. No, Kyle, listen, and this is the God's honest truth. At first I was. I'm, I don't care anymore. I, I consider weed like alcohol these days. I do. Doesn't mean I have to like it. Doesn't mean I have to appreciate it. Doesn't mean I have to campaign for it. Doesn't mean that I have to, every time I read the post, the Denver pot, every story's about it. Doesn't mean I, I don't care though. It, it, I'm over it. I really am. I'm one of the reformed. If, I'm over it. If this guy wants to be dumb enough to limit his potential talent pool, that's his right. That's his right. Mm. This show needs saving. Marty O and his sugar fix. It's time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar head high. Sugar high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Sugar slam! Shake that. This is so stupid. Big news out of the NFL Combine. Baker Mayfield actually measures in at six foot and five eighths, which is taller than what he measured in in Mobile for the Senior Bowl, six foot and three eighths. So he's growing a quarter of an inch every month. What about that coach that won't recruit short quarterbacks? Again, his right. Great example. But by Baker Mayfield's 10th year, he'll be taller than Brock Osweiler at this rate. Go ahead. How did you not hit the breaking news button for that? If HW were here, trust me. Uh, James, I just want to start out by saying thank you for bringing me to Hamilton last night. I know it was last minute you asked me. You couldn't find yeah. anybody to bring, but thank you so much. That was just a great opportunity to see some yeah. some art. Thank you for the Coors Lights. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I don't recruit people that attend plays. Again, would be your right. All right. What uh, did you wear, by the way? Sorry to interrupt. No, uh, wore a nice pair of jeans and a, uh, a button-up shirt. Good. I'm glad because I saw people pictured in tuxes and stuff. Come on, man. I don't. Come on. Calm down. I don't own a tux. Calm, I didn't. Own a, I didn't own a suit till I was forty. Come I went on, to I'm when, I, when I lived in uh, New York for a summer. I went to my first play, Broadway play. I went to go see Le Miz. Very good. By the Showed way. up after playing pickup basketball with my beatbox and my. Um, I'm wearing shorts. Wearing basketball shoes, everybody's in a tux and a suit, and I'm like, what the hell? Isn't this like a movie? I got no problem with people dressing up. It's nice, but I just didn't get carried away. Go on, Marty. All right, this man was born on this day in 1914. Let's take a listen to the great Harry Carey being impersonated by Will Ferrell. Hi, everybody. Harry Carey here. And welcome to Space the Infinite Frontier. Hey, now, Ken, we all know that the moon is not made of green cheese. But what if it were made of barbecue spare ribs? Would you eat it then? I know I would. Heck, I'd have seconds. Then polish it off with a tall, cool Budweiser. God, I miss him on SNL. Oh. Did you see who's hosting SNL this week? No. My boy. Who's Barkley. Boy? Really? Yes, the entire Inside the NBA crew will be there. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, that'll be worth two can't wait. for. Yeah. I, I, you know, I miss Will Ferrell on SNL, but I, I loved watching Harry Carey. He was great. Just rambling about some. Cause he was so unique. Family right? in the ninth row. He's so, he was so unique. And that was the beauty of personalities like that. They're yeah. different. Not everybody, 
so many guys today are the same, same robotic delivery. Well, and he understood that it was baseball. He was doing 162 yeah. games. They went on and on and Our on, life and, and there's a lot of downtime. I love when he would try and spell somebody's last name and just yeah. get it completely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> See, people love that because, you know, we all make mistakes. Yeah. We're all stupid. They weren't, at he heart. wasn't robotic. That's what was great about him. Just said that, but we'll ignore. <laughs> Alright, uh, Kesha turns 31 today. She used to spell her, uh, name with a dollar sign instead of the S. How do you guys feel about that? Here's a classic example of generalization. Kesha. Do you know who Kesha is there? James Mayland? Yeah. Okay, who, who is she? She's a singer. Okay. Well, first glance, when you, when you listen to Kesha music, what, what would you think of Kesha? Do you think she's a smart lady? Sure. I think most musicians are relatively brilliant in their own she way. She is extremely smart. Well, there you and go. she plays this role as like, hey, I'm a blonde singer. She, you, she, she like, she could have gone to an Ivy League school. She's that smart. I'm sure. Doesn't surprise me in the least. But she I have an open mind. She won't be recruited by the fine state of Texas. So under your skin. Go ahead, Marty. Uh, I lived in Texas. Maybe that's why. Former CSU head coach Jim McElwain turns 56 today. Where is McElwain now? Did he go to Michigan? He's a wide receivers coach at Michigan now. Wow, the wide receivers coach at Michigan. Well, he's counting his money. He got paid for leaving Florida. Would you go back and be the wide receivers coach at Michigan? I might pull an HW, take a year off. Yeah, I think I would too. <laughs> I think I'd go into being like TV work, like Gary Barnett and those Actually, guys. I hear there's a job coming up at the uh, Texas Wesleyan baseball program. Might fireable, consider that. Fireable offense mm-hmm. to you. Laughable. Right, it's Ron Howard's birthday today. He was, uh, he got to start as Opie on Andy Griffith. He's had a heck of a career, went on to do Happy Days, did a bunch of movies, um, Apollo 13, Beautiful yes. Mind, Da Vinci Code. I mean, he's a, he's a big time producer, director. Apollo 13, a fantastic Beautiful movie. Mind, I thought was better. Beautiful Mind no. was insane. Beautiful Mind was really good, but how many times can you watch Beautiful Mind? If it's on, I'll watch it. I no. love the scene was he, he's at the window and he's writing all that stuff yeah. on the window. It's and like the window in my office. Oh my goodness. It's so I good. can watch that movie once. I can watch Apollo 13 every time it's on. I'll be totally honest with you. I don't remember a scene from Apollo 13 well, right just now. just a little spoiler alert. They survive. <laughs> all right. This day in 2002, the Canucks bill Ed Belfour for damages to a locker room. He broke two TVs, a VCR, and put multiple holes in the walls. Couldn't figure out how much he got billed, but... Uh, you think that's pretty common if, if a goalie goes in there and just bashes a bunch of stuff up? Yeah, I think you should get the tab for it. Yeah, why not? I mean, Vic Does that would, happen, though? Vic would probably sure. make it a fireable offense. You may not remember this, but in the 90s, the U.S. Olympic hockey team, uh, I believe it was Nagano, they went to Japan and were billed for trashing a hotel room. Yeah, as they should have been. Just bill them for the damages. All right, I got one last thing here. It could go real well or it could be a real stinker, but uh, we'll okay. give it a shot. Okay, the Oscars are Sunday. Oh, finally. Hey. So, obviously, since 2000, there have been 17 winners for Best Picture. If I gave you guys a minute, how many of those 17 could you name? Since okay. when? 2000? Since 2000. Right, hold yeah. on a second. Hold on. Let's let's be organized with this. Okay. Don't start spouting. Let's All right. Just, let's be organized. Okay. All right. Since we got 17. All right. Let's go backwards. Uh, last year, remember, they made the mistake, right? It was Moonlight. Correct. It was Moonlight. They it was thought not it La La was La La Land. So, Moonlight one. Okay. So, the year before that. I just want to start throwing out movies. Okay. Hurt Locker. Got it. 2009. Slumdog Millionaire. 2008. Oh, Crash. Great movie. Great movie. 2005. I don't even remember Crash. What was Crash about? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Wasting Precious Wait, wait you haven't seen it? No. And you remember it one? Yeah. I probably won a pool on it or something. I think Sandra Bullock was in it. What was Crash about? Yeah, it's like a, it's an ensemble movie. A bunch of different things happen in LA. The story's intertwined. I don't know. Uh, let's see. 
We're that's, doing terrible, that, by the that's way. That's where my movie uh, history ends. <laughs> what one two years ago? God, I don't know. It was uh, The Lion? No, that was the same as last year. Uh, mm. This is terrible. Not impressive. How about Rocky Five? Oh, no, it was the one Birdman. It was Birdman. Birdman, well done, 2014. Yeah, never seen I've it. I've seen it. Any good? Weird. Now, you know what's cool about it, though? Is that the it's, drummer? No, no, no. That was, that was that guy won Best Supporting Actor. It was Michael about. Keaton. What's cool about this movie, I'm going to get overly artsy, but that's what I am. I yeah. went to Hamilton. The entire movie. <laughs> yes. Your your entire <laughs> reputation has changed on one night. The entire movie is one long, continuous shot. Oh. The whole movie. Uh, see, I don't, I don't care. I, you oh. know what? Viewers, what's funny about these artsy-fartsy guys, you think a viewer at home cares that it's one shot. You think that they go to the movie to see you handle a camera for 90 minutes straight? Wow! All right. One shot! Alright, Marty, start at 2000, give us a really quick hint. Okay, who was in it? Um, Gladiator. No, no. That's not much of a hint. <laughs> 2001, we already mentioned this. Ron Howard was a uh, director. Beautiful Mind. Beautiful Mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2002, it's where I'm from. Chicago. Chicago. Wait, wait. What was that? It was the uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Was that the musical? Yeah. Yeah, the, the musical should... Uh, outside of La La, La, La yeah. yeah. Watch yourself. Sorry. Uh, 2003, it was part of a trilogy. It was the last one. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, yeah. 2004 was a boxing movie, I believe. Oh, The oh. Fighter. No, 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 no. The, the one, one with, with uh, Clint Eastwood in the in the, what's oh, her name? Oh, great movie. Yeah, that's a uh, uh wait, don't tell How me. Don't tell me. We stop. It's that girl. She gets paralyzed. Yes. Uh, Morgan Freeman, Clint oh, Eastwood, God, Hillary what a, Swank. What a good star movie. in fill in the blank. I did everything else. Three words. I, I can't remember the name. Million Dollar Baby. Oh, Jeez. great movie. Great. Could, you know why? You know why it. that movie's a great movie? For a million you're, dollars. You're, first of all, you're reeled in. You're watching. You're like, this is a good movie. And then it takes a turn like you never saw. You never saw that turn coming. Never At saw, any point. Never saw the movie. You never saw that movie? No. Yeah. I need to. I'll admit I need to see that one. All right. What was next? Let's hurry uh, through these. 05 was Crash. We got that. 06, uh, The Departed with Leo and Jack Nicholas. Great Good movie. movie. Nicholson. Great movie. And um, 2007, No Country for Old Men. Never saw Good it. Good movie. Yeah. Great movie. Weird movie. Coen Brothers, Great right? movie. Yeah. I don't know who did it, but they got that weird dude. Yeah. That weird dude who, he's just a weird dude. Good weird review. face. Lots of weird. <laughs> 08 was Slumdog Millionaire, got that. 09 was The Hurt Locker. 2010, The King's Speech, I've never seen that. Avatar's got to be in there somewhere. No clue who no King's sir. Speech is. Oh, okay. 2011, The Artist. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was no a silent movie. Uh, wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, they should just shut it down. I'm with you. <laughs> just shut it down. Uh, 2012, Argo. 2013. Argo was great. Okay, yeah. go ahead. 2013, 12 Years a Slave. Ah, okay. 2014, Birdman got that. 2015 was Spotlight. Right. Oh, great movie. Good movie. Really good movie. Very sensitive subject matter. Yeah, that was good. That's what the post should have been. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the post. Very underwhelming. Spotlight was great. And then 16 was Moonlight. You guys got five out of 17. Okay, well, no, well, no. Right. Well, you guys didn't get five. Yeah. I got five. I said Rocky five. <laughs> Vic got zero, and he's the movie guy. Vic got Moonlight. Oh, yeah, well, Moonlight. Okay. Dude, at least oh, I've I seen four. some of these. You haven't even seen Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> I got movies I hadn't yeah, seen. You got problems. Thank you very much, Mario. Let's reset the show. It's 9.03. Coming up at 9.15, DU Hoops coach Rodney Billups will join us. But up next, more from Manchester and his night of culture at Hamilton. This has been your morning sugar fix. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tomorrow night, the Nuggets will be in Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. 
Tip-offs at 6 o'clock with a pregame show. Get it away at 5.35. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche. Jokic has come to play tonight. He just does it all the time. Put the team on his back in the fourth quarter. Game land is strong. It's the hat trick for the captain. That's what I like. Threes were four to two. Denver's all sports station. Altitude 950. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Manchester knows how to use Wikipedia and beyond. It's time for The More You Know. Proven to be the most laborious and boring segment of the show, we try to get through this as quickly as we possibly can, but it's time for more you know from our good friend Manchester, the cultured one, Marilyn. All right, uh, Vic, I went and saw Hamilton last night. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm not sure if you're aware. It's about the life of Alexander Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Now, I first realized I didn't learn a lot of history in high school when I went to college and I went to SMU and all the kids from the private schools knew everything already and I didn't know squat because I went to a public school here so in you're, Colorado. So you're blaming this on Colorado so, and the politicians. So when I'm sitting there watching the show <laughs> last night, I'm like, I don't know anything about Alexander Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So I think there are probably a lot of people that way. So oh, wait, I admit, wait, 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 wait. I, I went a little to research. I went to a private Colorado school and... We didn't exactly learn about Hamilton, per se. Okay, well, he's one of our founding fathers. He's maybe the most underappreciated founding father. So I'm going to give you a little bit of background on him. He was born on January 11th, 1755 or 57. They don't know for sure when he was born. They think was he, he a, a Little League player from the Dominican Republic? They, well, he was from Charlestown in the Leeward Islands, which is in the Caribbean, um, he always listed 1757 because they think that he wanted to make himself seem younger. Any relation to Danny Almonte? Uh, I don't believe so. Uh, he was, uh, born out of wedlock, abandoned by his father, and, uh, worked down in, uh, the, the Caribbean, uh, for, uh, as a clerk for Beekman and Kruger, an importer-exporter. Uh, and he did work in New York and New England. That's how he made contacts up here. He wound up moving to New York in October 1772. That means he was like 15 years old. It's amazing. When you read about our forefathers in their early years, right? The guys, they had full jobs at the age of 12. Exactly. I mean, you know, my crazy. 12 year old's just taking money from me. I'm going to ask you tonight, when are you going to work? He moved here in, at the age of 15 after being a clerk for years and having a full time job in the Caribbean. We're soft. A lot of it was he was self educated. He did though enter King's College in 1773, which is now Columbia. It said he graduated in May 1774, which would have been like one year. I don't quite understand how that work works. But during that time, he began writing anonymous essays denouncing the British. And that's kind of how he got involved in politics. These anonymous essays sort of put him on the side of, what would that be, the revolutionaries? Dude, if we had this radio show back in the day, would we be denouncing the British every morning? I would be. We'd, buy, we'd lead the league in denouncing the British. Uh, after there were battles in Lexington and Concord to get the uh, Revolutionary War going, he joined the New York Militia in 1775. He became the cap- captain of the New York Provincial Company of Artillery in 1776. He was in the Battle of Princeton in 1777 where he met George Washington. Now, he'd been offered a lot of jobs to be aides for, you know, high-ranking guys. He finally accepted Washington's offer to be his aide. He became a lieutenant colonel. He served under Washington for four years. In 1783, he finally got a field command. That's what he wanted. He was there for the Battle of Yorktown, which was the decisive victory for the Americans. That led to the British surrender. So he had a little bit of right time, right place going. 
1782, he was appointed to the Congress of the Confederation. He resigned, returned to New York. He passed the bar, again, despite being self-educated. He established oh, the... Wait, hold on. He became a lawyer without a formal education? Yeah, passed the bar. Established the Bank of New York. Well, a lot of the reason he was... Wait, self- wait, wait. He established a bank? The Bank of New York, which is still in existence. He also brought Columbia University back into existence because the British had shut it down when they took over New York during the Revolutionary Dude, War. Dude, are we Loserville or what? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. In 1787, he then was invited to be part of the Continental, or the, sorry, the Constitutional Convention, so he helped frame the Constitution. Is this all in the movie you went to last night? Yeah, some of it. He signed it. He's the only New Yorker to sign it. Do, by do the they way. wrap this? How does it work? How do you gain this knowledge at the movie? They do wrap it, okay. which is, you know, it would have been easier to follow if I knew some of this. Sure. Now, not all of his ideas got into the Constitution. Here was one of his that was uh, that was not good. He proposed that the president and senators be lifetime positions. <laughs> that would have been good. Now, after he signed it, though, he did write the Federalist Papers, which was a series of essays defending the Constitution. There were 85 of them. He wrote 51. That's he was, amazing. He was pretty prolific. So he was a voracious reader and writer. Exactly. He then became the first ever Secretary of the Treasury under President Washington. Jeez. He established the National Bank. That was his idea. So that for therefore currency was a national thing as opposed to being state currency. Can you imagine how big of a pain in the neck it would be if you had to turn in your currency when you went to Nebraska and get whatever the heck Dude, they had? Dude, this guy doesn't get enough play. He established the U.S. Mint. Pretty big deal. Uh, and he also helped create political parties. He was part of the Federalists, which was what was established because he went, uh, butted heads a lot with Thomas Jefferson and James Madison. In the election of 1800, though, he endorsed Thomas Jefferson, his big rival, instead of Aaron Burr, who becomes a central figure here. Burr then ran for governor of New York. Jefferson, of course, won, became the third president of the United States. Burr then ran for governor of New York in 1804. Guess what Hamilton did? Supported Burr's opponent. Burr lost again. Now he's ticked. He's tired of Hamilton, you know, going with the other side all the time. Jack so he challenges elections. him to a duel. That's how things should be done. If James Harden and Wesley Johnson had dueled last night, I'd be a happy man. On July 11th, 1804, they dueled alongside the Hudson River. Now, coincidentally enough, this was three years ago, the same site where Hamilton's son, Philip, was in a duel. He lost his life when Hamilton said, hey, just fire your gun into the air. What? Wait, wait, that was his strategy? Right. Well, that's the same thing what Hamilton is, does. Why? He fires the gun into his into the air. Now, Bird's getting accused of shooting a guy who wasn't trying to defend himself. And he said, hey, Hamilton wore his glasses. I thought he was wearing the glasses <laughs> so he could see me and shoot me. Upon further review... Yeah. All right. So here's the last little figure because we're almost awesome. at, the, at the end of it. Right now, in addition to this play that's going on, this musical that has brought him back in and is mm-hmm. just all the rage, what is Alexander Hamilton most known for? What do you see for most? For me, it's the duel with Burr. That When I okay. think of history, when I think of the history of the United States, I'm thinking, wow, these guys actually shot at each other. And but, they were forefathers. Yeah, and they were like, yeah. Know, that's what, before I, before the play came about, for me, when you mention his name, that's what comes to It'd mind. It'd be like Romney and McCain yeah, let's go. having a duel. But when do you come across Alexander Hamilton the most right now in everyday life? On money. Yes, he's on the $10 bill. He's been on the $10 bill since 1928. Okay. Here's kind of a cool stat. Alexander Hamilton has been on more U.S. bills than any other person in history. He has been on the two, the five, the ten, the twenty, the fifty, and the one thousand dollar bill. They these dudes around? Well, they must have back in the day. He has been on more bills than any person in U.S. history. More than Washington, wow. more than Jefferson, more than Franklin, more than Lincoln. That's amazing. It's been Alexander Hamilton on the most. 
He's still on the $10 bill. He's been there since 1928. That a 90-year run. That's why. my ignorance here, but our largest denomination is now the 100, correct? We don't go beyond 100 anymore, do we? I believe that is correct. I mean, it's got to be. I don't think, I, yeah, I think they stopped printing them. I think that's correct. My, my kid did. Well, like you don't see any it. grands anymore. They're not lying around. You don't see a grand bill hanging but out. There aren't a lot of, uh, non-presidents on money. Ben Franklin is on wow. the 100, but Hamilton is that, on the 10. That he wasn't an, a president. That's impressive, dude. He wasn't even a VP. Yeah, but judging from his resume there, that's a pretty good resume. Now. Yeah. Had he lived in the state of Colorado, he could never play baseball at Texas Wesleyan, clearly. Very influential guy. It was really interesting to hear kind of the history of it during the show. It was one of the many things I enjoyed about my night at the Buell. Mm. Um, enjoying Hamilton from the eighth row with Julie Brownman nearby and so Jenny much. from the Wolf there. All right. I went to a high school basketball game last that night. Cool. I enriched myself. You did. That was great. Somehow you did that and watched the abs game. I'm not sure how all this happened. High school game started at 6. They last an hour and 15 minutes. Okay. Went to Golden High School, which is right by my house. That's how I did it. Shouldn't have called you out. You want my GPS, too? <laughs> when we come back, head basketball coach at the University of Denver, the DU Pioneers, Ronnie Billups, next on the Vic Lombardi Show. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Hastings and Broman. I saw him at the game. I said, by the way, Derek Stavis is a terrible referee. He said, you know, whatever. It's my night. I got a, I got a glass ball. I got a glass ball yesterday. I figured I, I, figured I had a pass. In fact, I, I said something to him on the base one time, and somebody uh, next to me goes, are you going to try to get kicked out? I, said, no, no. I just got a glass ball. I don't want to get kicked out. But I told oh, this, this guy that works for the NBA, I said, he's terrible. He looked at me and goes, yes, he is. <laughs> this is an NBA guy. Hastings and Brownman, every weekday, 10 to 1, only on Altitude 950. Paulino Gardens, grower of the finest vegetable plants, welcomes you to their beautiful garden center. You'll find a wide selection of quality trees, shrubs, rose bushes, and perennial flowers, friendly, expert advice, and family-owned since 1962. Paulino Gardens, 6300 North Broadway in Denver. Nick Backridge here from Sus Buick GMC. We know you can buy a car or truck anywhere. We all pay the same price for new vehicles. But at Sus Buick GMC, the difference is the people. No loud screaming out low payments with misleading and confusing disclaimers and fees. At Sus, we don't have any fees, just the price plus tax, that's it. Those are the numbers. Sus Buick GMC, selling new Buicks and GMCs and the best pre-owned selection around. Real people, real prices, go figure. Sus Buick GMC on Havana, Mississippi. Visit us at sus.net. Most of the year, my bad credit means I can't get it. But this is tax season, and it's time I got a new ride. So I'm taking my tax refund to Grand Valley Auto, where they say bad credit, don't sweat it. At Grand Valley Auto, they've got hundreds of quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Amazing deals, 17 years reputable experience, a full service department, and a free oil change if you mention this commercial. Tax time is car buying time at Grand Valley Auto on West Colfax near Wadsworth and Lakewood. GVALakewood.com. When the time comes for you to buy your new truck, how are you going to decide? The lowest monthly payment you see on TV? With the mouse print disclaimer telling you why you won't get that deal. Or maybe the radio commercial promising the absolute lowest price, followed by lots and lots of very fast-talking disclaimers that are never good news. You do have a better choice. My Car Guys at Johnson Auto Plaza. Hi, I'm Ellen Roach, and I've been sending friends, family, and listeners to Johnson's for almost 20 years now. And for good reason. It's because of the Johnson family and the Johnson way of doing business. 
the promise of a respectful, honest experience. And yes, absolutely a great deal, just without the nonsense or silly games. And right now, during Ram Truck Month at Johnson's, enjoy special incentives on over a 1,000 vehicles, over 600 trucks, 350 new Rams, and 250 new Jeeps, each one ready for you to test drive. Experience car buying the way it's supposed to be at Johnson Auto Plaza. You're going to love these guys. North of E-470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. Veterans, it's time to take advantage of the VA benefits you deserve. Hey, it's Mark Mosher for American Financing, and we thank you for your service and want to see you receive the greatest savings when it comes to owning a home on the land you once defended. When using your VA benefits, there is no down payment or mortgage insurance required. Plus, you'll receive some of the lowest rates in the industry. Already in a mortgage? No problem. You can refinance any existing mortgage into a VA loan while receiving access to 100% of your home's value. That's greater than any other loan program can offer. And even though it's called a VA loan, it's available to active duty military and spouses. So you don't have to wait to take advantage of such incredible savings. A salary-based mortgage consultant will listen to your financial goals and will customize a program that fits your needs. Just call American Financing at 303-695-7000. 303 Six nine five seven thousand or AmericanFinancing.net, the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Might be my favorite time of year. March is upon us. March means madness. Basketball at every level. High school, the pros, and of course, college basketball. This is when things get really fun. The DU Pioneers are the number three seed, highest seed they've ever been going into the Summit League tournament. And we welcome to the show the head coach of those DU Pioneers, the men's basketball team, Rodney Billups. Rodney, how you doing, my man? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Vic. Congratulations on a strong finish, bro. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty damn. You guys got some big mo momentum going into this tournament, don't you? We do, we do, and and it's kind of ironic how our our schedule ended out for us. You know, having our last four games, four out of five games at home, uh, and and we were able to win three of those, three of those four, and then finish the season on the road against Western Illinois with a win. So we're riding high, but we can't. You know, Coach Boyle always told us up in Boulder, we can't get drunk on our own line. Darn right. That's a great saying. All right, so you play Oral Roberts uh, this Sunday in the opening round. You've beaten Oral Roberts twice this season. If you get by them, who would you possibly face in the second round? We'd play the winner out of Omaha and South Dakota, which I, I think South Dakota would probably be the favorite to win uh, that game. Uh, so, you know, we, we've we've played well against South Dakota. I, th- I think we have a chance if we play the right way and and share the ball without turning it over and play some defense, I think we have a chance to, to make it to the finals. What people don't understand about this Summit League tournament and how tough it is for teams like Denver is that you're going into enemy territory automatically. This tournament is held in what city? In Sioux Falls. Okay, so it's going to be full of the Dakota fans either way. It's all Dakota, right? Yep, yep. It's 40 minutes from both campuses, South Dakota and South Dakota State. In some respects, though, Coach, you know, because we've talked about this before, boy, if you can win in that kind of environment, it's like playing in an opposing team's arena, nothing prepares you better for the tournament than getting through that thing because that ain't going to be easy. Absolutely. You know, it's a 10,000, excuse me, 12,000-seat arena. 
10,000 of those fans will be South Dakota or South Dakota State fans. So, you know, we're, we're walking into a very hostile environment, even more fans than we've seen on, on any given campus. So it's it's going to be a very, very tough environment. But our student-athletes understand it. They, they, they're ready for it. Uh, they're they're excited about getting there and, and having to practice Saturday afternoon and then having a, a tough game uh, uh, for we, three straight nights. We were happy and proud to carry DU basketball on Altitude TV all year. For those who may not have seen your team play, what are you known for? What do you do? What do you bring to the table? Defense and rebounding. You know, our, our goal every game is to out-rebound our opponent by, by eight, eight or more uh, and keep them under 40% field goal percentage shooting. So that that's our staple. That's what we coach hard. Uh, we try to play fast. We, we try to keep the tempo and, and, and the pace on our end, uh, especially here at home and in our altitude. Uh, this is your second season as the DU head coach, and it usually takes a few years to get your program in place. Are things progressing at your speed, the, what, the rate you wanted coming in? Of course not. <laughs> you know, as a, as a competitor, as a coach, you want to win every game. You prepare to win every game. Uh, but we are, we are progressing. You know, our student athletes, uh, who are recruited by Coach Scott, um, are buying into what we're, what we're doing, what we're coaching, how we're playing. And we're moving forward, uh, kind of at a snail's pace, but we, we are moving forward. Um, making the tournament is so big. Because let's be honest, man, that everybody pays attention to the tournament. But can you imagine if you were able to get through this gauntlet that is the summit and get to the uh, NCAAs, just what that would do for your program and your university? Have you stressed that to your kids? I mean, I know you don't want to put pressure on them, but how much value is there in making it to the show? You know, we talk about it in recruiting. We talk about it in the preseason. Um, and it's something that's never been done here. And, you know, our student-athletes, they – they come to college to go to the tournament and you know they their their careers after college is really predicated on how far you get in the postseason you know when when i was a student athlete the the teams that i played for everyone wanted to know did you play in the tournament and this was 15 years ago so the premium to play in the NCAA tournament is is even higher now and that's the dream you know mm-hmm. to to get on one shining moment and and be able to see yourself or see your school or your last name on that video, that three minute video after everything is said and done, it's it's huge. Uh, Rodney Billups, head coach of the DU men's basketball team, on with us. Uh, coach, you, you uh, worked under Tad Boyle, as we all know, and he's a, a mentor of yours. We know the respect that both of you have for each other. Were you proud of him when he spoke up about what was going on at Arizona and SC? And I don't know if he intended to do it, but he did it, and now. Well, look what's happening at Arizona. What was your reaction when you first heard Coach Boyle say those things? You know, I, I was I was happy about it, um, and, and you know, in this business, it's a it's a small community, and and we we all have to take care of each other. And I, I think he spoke out of competition, and, and he spoke uh, on behalf of his student athletes. I don't think that the intent was to start all this 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 crap, mm-hmm. um, because he and Sean Miller are friends, uh, and. I know that for a fact that he and Sean Miller are friends. I don't. I don't think the intent was for him to get anyone in trouble. But I am happy that we shed some light to to what's going on, and and we we make it uh, very very prideful for the guys that that do it the right way and and compete at the highest level, which Tad has done for the last eight years in Boulder. So I'm happy that 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 he did 
bring some things to light, but also a bit down for, for the guys that's, that's being affected uh, and their families. Well, I think part of the frustration, Rodney, is there's no quick fix, man. I mean, I, I know everybody's no. got a theory, right? Everybody's got an angle, but there, there's no, there's always going to be cutting of corners. There's always going to be money exchange. There's always going to be cheating. I don't know how you fix something like this. You can't. You can't. You know, the, the, the money is, is too big now. Because the, if you look at it from from a CEO's perspective, right, the the NCAA they make millions and millions and millions of dollars on these student athletes, and they're not gonna they're not gonna suspend the best players because it's a money it's a money deal. Like you know they they want TV ratings, uh, just like everyone else, and, and the student athletes want to go to the biggest schools that have the the biggest TV contracts. So there's always going to be a premium on getting these student athletes, and you know, as an assistant coach, you're you're supposed to do what you're told, and you go get these players by any any means, and that's what's happening. You know, the the families have to be educated. I think that's the biggest that's the biggest thing that needs to change. The, these student athletes and their families and their 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 entourage per se need to be educated on the rules and what they can and can't do, and we need to start it at a grassroots level. And, and I think that the change has to come from there because if they're not asking, we're not giving. If Coach, that makes any sense. You, you make a good point, but th- there's a, there's a line that's drawn. And I love college basketball. I love, I'll watch college basketball. I don't care what product you give me. I'll watch it. But you know the difference. There are those who go to college because it's the only means to get to the NBA and they basically lease a uh, half a season in college hoops. The one and doneers, okay? That's an NBA rule. Right. It's not a college rule. The NBA right. instituted that rule. So let's not get that. What about the idea? And I've heard this thrown out there. Why doesn't the NBA just give these young high school talents who guys, the guys that are matured already, the guys that are ready, maybe a spot in the G League, another opportunity. Why do they force them to go the college route if they clearly don't want to go to college? Would you welcome that opportunity? I would. Um, I, I think that's something to, to, to think about. Um, I, I would love to be able to, to coach one of these players and, and help with their development because it's not always about basketball. You send a kid to the G League, now yeah. he's he's got to fend for himself. He's playing against grown men. He's living in a hotel for a year. Like that, I'm not sure that's 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 good for his development. You get a kid on a college campus where he's in the dorms, he's going to class, he's meeting people every single day. I think there's 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 a, there, there's a reason for going to college. There's a purpose for going to college. I think it it helps with the kid's maturity level versus yeah. just throwing him in with the men and and have him have him go play basketball and that be it. Well, you you said it earlier. Sometimes it's not what's best for the kid. It's what's Best for the kid's family and his entourage, and there's too many voices in his air, too many people whispering in his ear that changes his intent, and that is the core of the problem, in my opinion. Absolutely, absolutely. There's a there's a lot of people trying to benefit off of these young talents, and that's that's not right. Coach, it's always great talking hoops with you. Best of luck uh, to the DU basketball team this weekend. Again, what time Sunday is your opening round game against Oral Roberts? We play at 7.30 uh, Denver time, and that's the only time that I know Denver time. Yeah, that's the only time I know, too. And if you advance, then you continue on. you got to win three games, three games, three games and, and three you're nights. in the dance, bud. Best of luck. We'll talk to you next week, Rodney. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Vic. All right, that I is Rodney you. Phillips. Thank you. The head coach of the DU Hoops team, March Madness is upon us, my favorite time of year. And the Summit League, they crown their champion. They get a, a ticket to the show earlier than most leagues do. You know, because next weekend, 
is the big weekend for college tournament. This this weekend is it for the Summit League. 928, Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950. Here's what's happening at Altitude 950. Mammoth Lacrosse returns to the Loud House on 303 Day, Saturday, March 3rd at 7 p.m. Come spend the most Colorado festive holiday with the Mammoth and their sweet Colorado-themed gear, which will be auctioned off post-game. Visit the Pepsi Center box office with a valid Colorado ID to get tickets starting at just $3.03. Offer not valid on game day. Get more info now at Altitude950.com. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Rayel de Minas. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Rayel de Minas will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious authentic Mexican food. It's Rayel de Minas with four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at RayelDeMinasRestaurant.com. Cables, hooks, springs, gears, motors, rollers, lots of moving parts make up your garage door. Something you really don't think about, but a lot can and does go wrong with that thing. It's just a matter of time. Lucky there's Family Garage Door. Hi, this is Mark Chapkis, owner of Family Garage Door. Please visit us at FamilyGarageDoor.com to learn more about us and schedule your free service appointment today. That's FamilyGarageDoor.com. Construction season is in full swing, and Brandon Sand and Gravel is ready and able to hire now. Paid training starts as soon as pre-employment is complete. So plan on attending the hiring event Saturday, March 10th from 9 to 3 at Brandon Sand and Gravel at 5880 Lippin Street in Denver. Brandon has endless opportunities for all levels and will be performing on-site interviews and making immediate job offers. All offers are contingent on background check, drug screening, and physical. So make plans to attend the huge hiring event at Brandon Sand and Gravel Saturday, March 10th from 9 to 3 at 5880 Lippin Street in Denver. Altitude 9.50, home of the Avalanche. Last night, the Avalanche were on the ice. Here's the highlight of the game, brought to you by Xfinity. Get up-to-the-minute scores and stats right on your TV with the sports app on Xfinity X1. To the near side, Renton after it, kicks it into the neutral zone. He's got it. Down the right wing into the flame zone. Gives it up for McKinnon. Holds it, looks back to Renton. That far side shot. Score! Tyson Berry, tic-tac-toe to the tic-tac-toe. The highlight of the game. Brought to you by Xfinity. We're here in the shop at Farland Classic Restoration in Englewood. Here's the owner, Jack Farland. Jack, you guys win some serious car awards. What's what's the latest? Well, we finished a 1961 Ferrari convertible that won a platinum award at Cavallino in Florida. It also won an award for the best restoration in the show. That's kind of like the Oscars for classic Ferraris, isn't it? That's pretty much it, exactly. Our restorations do very well at places like Pebble Beach and Amelia Island. So all those other major shows in this serious car collector world. That's impressive. Um, how long has the shop been around? We've been in business for 27 years, so we've been here a while. And our guys are really the best around. If I look around, I'm seeing Porsches, Ferraris, Mercedes, and some really impressive muscle cars. We work on many different investment level classics. We do everything under one roof. 
And you have a showroom with classics for sale? Yes, that's right. Look under Cars for Sale at FarlandCars.com or on Facebook under Farland Classic Restoration. Guys, spring is almost upon us. Time to look and feel your best this summer. Hey, it's Mark Mosier for Grossman Caprero Plastic Surgery. Now's the time to put your best face forward, feeling your best in your own skin, and maybe that new job promotion could be on the horizon. So if you're thinking about plastic surgery, you must contact Grossman Caprero. They're experts in plastic surgery, the best, trusted, and respected for decades in Colorado. Stay in the game both professionally and personally and do what I did. Contact Grossman Caprero Plastic Surgery for a consultation today. Go to beautifulme.com. That's beautifulme.com. Water. Is yours healthy? What could be wrong with your water? Minerals, heavy metals, and other impurities can cause odors, odd tastes, and in some cases affect your health. Some water impurities can cause problems you can't smell, taste, or see. Clean water. It's not a luxury. Get a free water test today at thesourceh2o.com. The water technicians at the Source H2O can help you understand if there are any long or short-term health impacts from consuming the water you currently source. Get a free water test today at thesourceh2o.com. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Back down the boards, Landis Scott, Captain Rick Wide past McKinnon. Top of the circle, holds, looks and shoots, and he scores! Nathan McKinnon! It's a power play goal as he goes short side. He cuts the gap at half. It's now a 2-1 game as he rips home his 29th goal of the season. The Cobra is back. It was a must win for the Avs last night, and win they did, overcoming a 2-0 deficit to beat the Calgary Flames 5-2 at Pepsi Center. The Avs now 73 points, one point out of a playoff spot. Dallas and Anaheim hold the wild cards at 76 and 74 points, respectively. St. Louis also at 74. Stupid Blues decided to win again after dropping like six or seven straight. And, of course, the Avs hold the tiebreaker with Calgary last night, uh, both teams with 73 points. It continues to get uh, heavy in the Western Conference, in both Western Conferences, not just the NHL Western Conference, the NBA Western Conference. Again, last night, Oklahoma City, stupid Thunder win. New Orleans, stupid Pelicans win, making things hard on the Nuggets. But because the Clippers lost at home to Houston, guess what? The Nuggets are back in the eight seed. Things are going to change every day. Yeah, it is the uh, definition of a fluid situation. Uh just got off the uh, line there with uh, DU basketball coach Rodney Billups, whose team plays this weekend in the Summit League tournament. And uh, we got to talking about uh, possibilities for young high schoolers who don't necessarily want to go to college. And he made a good point. Going to college should be an option. And quit trying to take the money and run. Understand the maturity level that is necessary to play in the league. And it takes time to develop. So I agree with him there. But for those who don't want to take that option, those who want the money right away, this G League should be a viable option. And they can go G League right now. The difference is this. If the NBA does want to attract more kids to go to the G League, they got to up the ante. They can't pay them the right. 75000 that is their salary now. A kid can get 75000 That that He'd be underpaid in the G League. He can go to Arizona and make a hundred grand right away. Yeah, no doubt. He can get that from Sean Miller. Exactly. So if the NBA truly wants the G League to flourish and be an option for these young kids, you got to up the ante. How many kids do you, do you legitimately think would fall into that category every year? Nine or ten. Yeah. And it's not that many. 
No. I, I would look at the nine or ten that will be drafted out of high school, would be drafted out of high school, and those are the guys. How do you determine that, though? Ah, oh, man, these scouts know. I, mean, I know, scouts, I know, they, but like the AAU coaches know. What if you're in the number ten guy and you're like, well, how come I don't get a million bucks? How come yeah. I have to go to Duke? Well, you know what? That's the chance then that NBA teams would take by developing them in the G League. Let's say Trey Young. I'm going to say that name right now because he is, he took the college game by storm, came out, he was doing all this great. Of late, have you seen what's happened in Oklahoma mm-hmm. and his basketball They've team? They've fallen apart. They have sucked. They have fallen apart. In they are doubling play. him up. He's not playing as well. And it may not be his fault at all, but now teams are, they're focusing on Trey Young. As they should. His stock has fallen. Well. Uh, probably, a stock is probably a little bit. Yes, it has. So uh, again, that that's a risk. That's a gamble you take. But don't pin this on the cop. This is all the NBA, man. The NBA, it, the one and done rule is there because the NBA wants a free minor league system. No, no doubt, no doubt. But let's say there was a. All right, we're going to pick the top ten kids in high school every year, and they have the choice of coming to the G League for a million bucks or going to college. Yeah. Don't you think that? Limits the number of colleges that would be out trying to recruit him. So, well, that's not really fair for the kid. What, what do you mean? I, I don't understand your, your if, argument. If I'm Duke, am I going to waste my time on a kid who probably is going to take the million bucks? That's Duke's problem. I don't care what Duke. The rich get richer. Duke's got blue blue star chips everywhere. I don't I don't care what happens to Duke. I don't care what happens to Arizona. What if the kid really wants to go to college and now nobody's recruiting him because he's one of the ten that might get a million bucks? If he ultimately decided he's going to go to college, he'll go to college. I don't think it's going to factor in. If he, it, there, there are very few kids that mature that would say, no, the money will wait. The money will be there. Very few because there are too many different factors, too many people in his ear. That's right. the problem. Right. No, if if it's up to the kid, listen, man, you have enough time in your NBA career to make that money. The money in the NBA is so crazy today. You're going to be fine. You're going to be, fi- if you wait, the only risk is injury. I think this is such an easy thing to solve. NBA eliminates the one and done rule and the NCAA says if you sign a letter of intent, it's a, it's a minimum three year commitment on both sides. Mm-hmm. The school's committing to you for at least three years and you're committing to the school for three years. Then you got the decision to make. You can chase the money in the NBA at 18 or you can go to college and develop for three years. Yeah. I think that's the best solution. On the text line, somebody unhappy with my line of questioning there and perhaps I did miss an opportunity. Vic, you had the perfect opportunity to ask the coach about recruiting and or playing kids that are potheads. What gives? It's the subject of the day. I guess I could have asked him. But if I already know the answer to the question, what's the purpose? What do you think he's going to say? If I ask Rodney Bill, say, Coach, do you recruit guys that are potheads? Uh, I think he's going to probably say no. I mean, sometimes, again, and this is not a perfect world, this business. It's hard. You're right. He may have said something that makes national news. Who knows? But if I already know the answer to the question, no coaches, no coaches as dumb as that coach that, that, that works for Texas Wesleyan. Put it that way. Not all coaches are that dumb. They're not. They're not. I would agree with you that it was a dumb thing to say. And another person on the text line, well, you guys keep talking about it. Why not get the coach on the air? Do you think he's going to show up on our airwaves? We can try. Right, right. I, I do think it would be interesting to get other coaches' opinions on that. I mean, he's, he's in the state sure. where it happens. I mean, but does D, does every college have, does every college sports program have drug testing? I mean, that may be a yes, stupid it's question. It's an NCAA rule. Okay. All right. So it's not a Texas Wesleyan thing. Uh, they maybe pri- could make it stricter. I don't know. Privatized colleges, hell. 
at Baylor, I'm not even sure if they still have the rule. You can't dance on campus. Oh, come on. The footloose rule. Oh, yeah. At Baylor? I don't know if it still exists, but there was a time when I worked in Austin, Texas in the 90s. Baylor had a rule, campus rule. You cannot dance or drink on campus. Okay, surely that has, the dance rule has changed. Please tell me, if you're a Baylor alum and you're driving about town, call or text the show. Tell me if that rule still exists. It is a real-life footloose. So well, pri- I, I get that I Private believe... institutions can do whatever they All please. All right, in 1996, first story that comes up, New York Times, after 151 years, dance ban ends at Baylor. See? Well, it was 22 years ago. 1996. Take yourself back to 96. Can sure. you imagine going to school and all of a sudden your hips are moving? They're playing a little bit of a new edition, right? You got some Bobby Brown and your hips are moving. You're on campus. Yeah. You're yeah. walking from class to class. And all of a sudden your hips are moving and you have two security guards escort you off campus. Are yeah. you kidding me? I mean, they You're may have, me, right? They may have had the rule. There's a lot of laws on the books that never get enforced. Well, yeah, again, a private institution can do whatever it pleases. I went to Notre sure. Dame. We had parietals. What's you know parietal? What? You cannot have a member of the opposite sex in your dormitory past six o'clock at night. Okay. I don't have a problem with that rule. At six o'clock at night, the doors were locked in and out of the dormitories, males or females, in respect to whatever dorms they lived in. That's it. Okay. Hard, fast rule. Because you can't have sex at 530? I'm just telling you what the rule was. Okay. And I mean, it's, you, I get the rule. I understand the rule. I don't have a problem with the rule. It's a little silly. Right? I mean, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. On the text line. Here we go. Hey, listen, when I'm wrong, I'll openly admit it. I'm sorry. Come on, Vic. The tiebreaker for a wild card spot in the NHL is head to head results. It's not head to head results. It's the highest combined number of regulation and OT wins. Okay. I, I said right now that the Avs hold the tiebreaker over Calgary. I never said it had anything to do with head-to-head results. At no point did I say that. At no point did that come out of my mouth. Welcome to my world where people just say things, say you said things that you didn't say. I mean, you and HW do, do it to me on a daily basis. Hockey Listeners guy do it to is me constantly. so quick. to. I mean, is there anything, anybody more sensitive than hockey guy? Anybody? No. Seriously. If you say anything about their sport, that's even close to being wrong. Hockey guy is so fast to the text machine. They really are. Are they sensitive or are they just defensive? Or are they, or is it both? Like those aren't necessarily the same thing. Like they're very defensive about their sport, which I get. They're passionate about it. And you should be. But are they, are they sensitive or are they defensive? I don't know, but at no point. And please, you are the fact checker, Marty. Go back to when I was talking about that. Did I ever say that the Avs hold the tiebreaker because of head-to-head against Calgary? I just said they won last night, and they own the tiebreaker. I never said it was because of head-to-head. So calm down, hockey guy. Yeah. Hockey guy is defensive. I And quick to – the hockey guy is also quick to point out how non-hockey guy in their mind is wrong. Like, oh, you know, fine. I'll just go back to not talking about hockey. Uh, Baylor alum here, he did um, confirm they did have that rule. Wow, what was it like? And again, I, people may may say the same thing about Notre Dame. What was it like in Notre Dame when you had parietals where all females had to leave the male dormitory at five? That no longer exists? I don't know. That's a good question. It was just a rule that we abided by. But I couldn't even fathom a rule, because you know how much I like to dance. A rule where you're on your campus and you can't shake your hips to Shakira. My freshman year at SMU, I lived on a co-ed floor. Like, not a co-ed dorm. The fourth floor was co-ed. So, like, first week of school, 
you know, I'm 17. Mm-hmm. I'm from North Glen High School and I'm walking down to the mm-hmm. right hall showers and here coming from the left hall is just some chick dude, dude, in a towel. That freaked me out too. My first year at CU, Williams Village, because I went there my freshman year. I was like, wait, wait. There are girls that live on my floor? That, that freaked me out too. I don't know that I said freaked me out. It caught my attention. Well, <laughs> I want to keep it clean for the show. <laughs> We're talking about most sensitive fan out there. Uh, hockey guy, the texter says soccer guy is certainly more sensitive than hockey guy. And I am a soccer guy, says soccer guy. Are they sensitive or are they elitists? Is hockey guy being elitist by correcting you on the tiebreaker? He's being a little elitist. Uh, Vic, I'd love to hear Coach Billups' take on Coach Eustachie and what style of coaching he uses at DU. Good point. I should have asked what style of coach he is. Does he curse? Does he? How does he get to the point? Again, all these great ideas. Why didn't you give them to me before the damn interview? I blame you. They're all tying back into the show from this week. I blame you, Ted. Did you ask him about Hamilton? No, I had, I did ask him about Tad Boyle. You missed it. You're back there. I asked him about Tad Boyle. You would have loved that conversation. About Your the comments he made exactly. about exactly. Arizona and There's USC. Any satisfaction in that. He worked for Tad. He's going to support Tad. He did, but he also supported the coaching uh, fraternity. His brethren, his okay. colleagues. Uh, Manchester says this texter. Manchester is way more sensitive than hockey guy. What are you guys talking about? Yeah, come read the text line someday. The fact that I come back the next morning proves I'm not sensitive. How about this one? Hockey guy is defensive. Baseball guy is elitist. Manchester is just an idiot. <laughs> you got the Vic Lombardi show. Got to sell that house, don't you? Crunch time has arrived. You got to sell because you got to get yourself into another house. Well, if you want to sell quickly, call Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent you need to call who will make you the following offer. He'll sell your home at a price and a time you agree on. Or he'll cut you a check for $5,000. Troy has an exclusive marketing system that is proven to get his clients the most money. So, again, no risk, no obligation, no high pressure. It's just a phone call. Troy Hansford, 720-600-6244. That's 720-600-6244. Most of the year, my bad credit means I can't get it. But this is tax season, and it's time I got a new ride. So I'm taking my tax refund to Grand Valley Auto, where they say bad credit, don't sweat it. At Grand Valley Auto, they've got hundreds of quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Amazing deals, 17 years reputable experience, a full service department, and a free oil change if you mention this commercial. Tax time is car buying time at Grand Valley Auto on West Colfax near Wadsworth and Lakewood. GVALakewood.com. Were you underpaid or denied by your insurance company after that hailstorm last May? Well, you need the C3 Group. They're a team of private insurance adjusters and property claim experts that work only for you, not your insurance company. So don't let your insurance company tell you what they're willing to pay for your claim. The C3 Group will ensure you receive what they're required to pay. Call the C3 Group, 303-670-2710. That's 303-670-2710. The C3 Group, 303-670-2710. Kevin Flesh here from Flesh Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney and, more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. 
Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. Are you looking for a new career? Well, with today's fast-paced world, content is available and consumed at an accelerated rate, making media careers in very high demand. And the Colorado Media School is your first step to get the necessary training to prepare you for an exciting media career with courses and training for TV and radio personalities, sports broadcasting, audio and video editing, online and social media content, and so much more. If you belong in front or behind a camera or microphone, then you got to check out the Colorado Media School right now. They'll even give you an orientation just for calling to see what they're all about. Get instruction from real industry pros and graduate in as little as eight months. Hey, if you start now, you have a chance to get that media career in this year. And at the Colorado Media School, you can work on your own show or production right when you begin classes. Flexible hours and financial aid for those who qualify give you all the reason to call right now. 303-937-7070. 303-937-7070. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC Terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. See, like, if I heard this song circa 1995 and I were a student athlete or just a student at uh, University of Baylor, and I'm in the school cafeteria and this is playing, and I'd be doing a little bit of this, that'd be grounds for arrest? Discipline? Uh, that'd be some happen? sort of discipline. I don't know that they're tackling you and handcuffing you in the cafeteria line. That's crazy talk. By the way, Footloose, the original Footloose was on a couple weeks ago. It's not a good movie. Oh, my God, you're so dumb. No, sorry. Sorry I'm not. Names. It's sorry. a terrible movie. I hate to be a name caller, but you're so oh, dumb. Oh, jeez. Who's, is it, is it Leah Thompson? Is she the female in that? I don't I mean, know. I know it's Kevin Bacon, but is it Leah Thompson? I don't know. Okay. The girl from Back to the Future? I don't know her name. Do you recognize her from anything yeah, else? Yeah, she was with the cowboy hat on the tractor, and yeah, I... I don't know, but it's such a good movie. When he's trying to teach his friend how to dance. That is uh Sean Penn's brother, Chris Penn, yes, right? Yes, it is. Okay. He's hey, I trying, got one. He's trying to teach him how to dance. And then the scene when Kevin Bacon is in the old industrial warehouse or whatever that is. It's Laurie Singer, by the way. Okay, the sorry. Ariel. I, I don't care. He's in there dancing on <laughs> boxes. and <laughs> It's so silly, but so corny. good. It also stars John Lithgow as Reverend Shaw Moore. Yep. Diane Weist. Sarah Jessica Parker is in that. She is. She plays the uh, wow. best friend of that girl who's in love with right. Kevin Bacon. She plays Rusty. Okay. God, I hated that punk, the guy who uh, was always shirtless driving his truck. People also like... Remind- you know what that guy? That guy reminds me of the head coach of Texas Wesleyan. Oh, jeez. A guy who's just trying to stop wasting his time. And you're upset about it. Uh From the text line... I played hockey for 12 years. I've watched the game for 25, and I've come across my hockey guys that are highly sensitive, defensive, and with hints of elitism. So, see, we've got verification. 
Well, he says they're all three. Sensitive, elitist, and defensive. Uh, Manchester hates Footloose but loves the food at Casa Bonita. What the hell? I hate the food at Casa Bonita. You like the food at Casa Bonita. Again, people saying things that I said that I didn't say. I've never eaten at Casa Bonita. Uh, 1990 writes, Vic, I'm sure you've heard the saying, if you're talking, you're not listening or learning. Sometimes you might think about some of the things you say. I have no idea what you mean by that. It also makes for an interesting talk show if all we do yeah, is you listen. Just, you, all right, here, here's, all right, and you're, here's what we're going to do. I'm just going to start listening. Good stuff. Yeah. Good quality radio there. Fifteen hours a week you have to fill. Just going to listen. Well, it's not going to make for a very good last segment. Just, I, well, you you want to hear what Marty has to say maybe in the fact checker? Sure. That I'll listen, let me listen to that. Play that. Marty monitors the mistakes. Oh, sorry. That's not right. In today's Fact Checker. So, Vic, listen to this. I uh, went back and listened to the tape about your abs tiebreaker thing. I'll just let the tape speak for itself. St. Louis also at 74. Stupid Blues decided to win again. And, of course, the abs hold the tiebreaker with Calgary last night. Uh, both teams with 73 points. Okay. Did I say that the tiebreaker is contingent upon head-to-head? I didn't hear that, no. Okay. The tiebreaker is contingent on other things, not head-to-head play. I never said that. So take that, Texter. I listened. Well, I never said I liked Casa Benita. And I spoke. If only put the name at the end of his text, we could say his name. Exactly. Yeah. Give yeah. me your name. Quit being anonymous. You've uh, offended me. I will not recruit you for Texas Wesleyan. Speaking of that, we were talking about the Jeff Coates story with Texas Wesleyan. Uh, you got on your little pot talk, and you pulled an HW. Vic, let's listen to this. Every time I read the post, the Denver pot, every story's about it. That's not a misspeak. The Denver no. pot is what I used to call the Denver Post. Oh, man, it's two days in a row. Yeah. yeah. It's like bass ackward. Yeah. It's uh, intentional. Are you, are you not seeing the obvious? I, I, when I you, read, you just jumbled your words See, no, there. no, the problem is you don't take the paper. You don't, don't subscribe to the paper. I don't. So I, being a longstanding fan of the newspaper, journalism lives, I love it, I make fun, I poke fun often at the Denver Post because half of their stories are about pot. So I call it the Denver pot. I'll bet you if I... Took the time to read every word of the sports page today. I could find a typo. The other day, a Nikki Jabala story about the Broncos. Instead of being the number five pick in the draft, it was the November five pick in the draft. Well, you could say the same thing about everything in local. Not in the media. Denver Post 20 years ago. How many mistakes? We're doing a fact checker right now. How, How many about, mistakes do we make? We have a copy editor. That's We've hired you know, a copy it's editor. It's funny that you say that. I, I heard this, you know, being a, a product of local news for most of my life. That's yes. what I did. The reason why local news isn't as prominent today as it was in the 80s and 90s in the heyday is money. It's it's a simple financial reason. Because right. if you're unwilling to spend money on covering local news and you want to do it by resource alone, by doing, what's this called, this aggregation, right? Mm-hmm. That's all everybody wants. They don't want to spend the necessary money to go cover the community. It's all money. It don't blame. It, it, there's no one to blame but the people at the top who want the money. Well, sorry. Yeah, but the, that's the, why it's not done anymore. There's a reason they don't spend the money. They also don't generate the revenue. They don't generate the revenue because the model's broken, but the appetite is still there. People care about the community. People want to hear about the community. Local stories will always exist, but you have to spend the money to go find them. I don't disagree with that, but let's use the newspaper as an example. They're two. Num- they're number one and number two revenue sources. We're classifieds. 
and advertising, gone. exactly. And cars, exactly. which the car advertising broke. now gone. The monetization, the model broke, but the intent, the content, the appetite for the content, that's still there. I don't disagree and with I, that. I take the paper. I don't care if what I read is two days old. I I take the paper. I read it and I, I I'm always going to tell you. The the bottom line is, people are unwilling to spend the necessary money for local news. That's why it's a bad product today. I don't disagree with all of that. Well, that's pretty much it for me. I got, I'm a little gun shy now that, uh, I wait got a minute, you're going out on a miss? No, I got one here. Uh, it's, it's funny it. that you, uh, said You Alex... always do cutting room floor. Come on, <laughs> give us the whole thing. It's funny you said that Alexander Hamilton worked at Kruger as an importer exporter because George Costanza in Seinfeld uh-huh. was a, uh, worked at a fake company, Vandalay Industries as an importer exporter. But then he went on to work for a real company called Kruger. Exactly. So, that's, that's where he faked that he had a disability, that's correct? That's right, yes. <laughs> So he could get the fancy bathroom. So, boy, I learned something today. That's for sure. Thank you, Manchester. I I was walking down the hall earlier, Vic, and uh, Mm -hmm. I had several people comment about the more you know, saying, I really learned a lot today about Alexander Hamilton. Well, I did. I I enjoyed your more you know today. Really? Yeah. Some of them are flat out boring and unlistenable. Today's was good. So thanks. Yeah. Thank really, you, Marty. I appreciate that odd backhanded compliment no that problem. you just gave me. On the text line, uh, Vic, I know James didn't see this. He was too busy culturing himself. But did you see the dude that almost got his neck slit last night in the Avs game? Yeah, that was Johnny Goudreau, Johnny mm-hmm. Hockey. Dude, dude, it was ugly. So he's near the goal mouth, and I think it was one of the Avs players falls down. Jesse, did you see this by chance? I didn't see it happen. I saw him go off the ice in so, a hurry. So somebody falls, and I'm surprised this doesn't happen more often in hockey, and his skate blade comes up, and apparently it hit this kid. And so he's checking for blood because he's thinking, did I just get slit in the throat? That's scary. Did I just slice my jugular? And luckily nothing happened. Luckily it was pretty tame. But he's sprinting off the ice. He is getting to the room as fast because he thinks sure. he got slit in the throat. It was scary. Who? And I'm blanking on the name. Have you seen the the goaltender? That Clint Malarchuk. Yes. Yeah, that was a famous one. Oh, my yeah. God. That and is gushing. That is unwatchable for me, that video. Uh, again, I am shocked that it doesn't happen more often because guys fall, man. Blades are up in the air. That is just a yeah. – that's a, that's a knife. That's a carving knife. Ready to slice your face. That's freaky. That's not really a positive note to end on. Randy writes, your textures are a bunch of blank black. <laughs> Myself probably included. Thanks, Randy. See, when we're all in the same, we're all in the same family. I'm a jerk every morning. I get it, but I'm paid to be one. I'm paid to be a jerk, to criticize, to vilify, to be irrational and hypocritical. That's what we do. Wow. That's the job description. Pretty much. Man, that's really attractive. Want to thank everybody for participating this morning. Alan Roach, the winner and still champion of the voice at DIA. I didn't care for Roach saying I should be fired as your campaign manager. I didn't mind that at all. I mean, I think you should win with a little grace. He did sound sensitive to this whole process, didn't he? And maybe so. Maybe yeah. he was mad at the reason they held this to a vote anyway. Well, and now I'm going to say it, but earlier when you said, is there anything more sensitive than hockey guy, you know what popped into my head? What's that? Roach. Oh. Well, thank you, because he gave us he gave us he our brand new intro. It was awesome. It was awesome. Maybe no, it was all in good it. fun. I'm excited that he's still going to be the voice of the train. Well, it's, don't go that far. I'm, I'm not fine. excited. I'm not gonna, I am. I'm, I'm not losing. Yeah, it's, again, this is not something that made me lose sleep. I'm jumping ship right. to Team Roach. Want to thank CSU head football coach Mike Bobo for joining the show this morning. 
DU basketball coach Rodney Billups. Tomorrow on the program, Marty, what do we got? Got anything? We got Adam Mares on the show. Talking hoops? Talking hoops. Specifically um, Denver Nuggets. Nuggets tomorrow night take on a Memphis team that has lost 11 in a row. You have to win that game. You think? Yeah, you have to win that game. You think? No Nuggets tonight, no Avs tonight. Oh. Quiet night. What do I do with my Thursday? I don't know. Maybe I can find me some tickets to Hamilton tonight. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it would be a if good time. Anybody has an extra ducat to Hamilton? Give your boy a call. Before we go, our fired up finale. This is the fired up finale. Here's what's got us fired up today. I am so much more consistent on these things, and you're all over the board, right? I hate hazing. I think the Bronco haircuts are stupid. Mm-hmm. I think they're bullying, and I think it leads to other things. I think it's a growth moment. I hate bully head coaches. I, they drive me crazy. I think they're I think they're worried about themselves and their egos, and not the best interest of the players or the kids or whatever. I hate trash talk. Mm-hmm. I hate James Harden's move last night. You're all over the board. Man, call me a hater. Yeah, calling you out is what Jeez. that was. Okay, for more lovey dovey stuff. Up next on the show, on Altitude 950, Hastings and Brownman. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Altitude 950, rewind. Well, they have a, I, I think we got a deep hunger to get to where we want to go. You know, that's what it comes down to. There's, you know, every team has their structure in place at this point and, um, you know, winning habits and have been there for us on uh, some nights. Um, we get a little stubborn with the puck and, and we turn it over and in places we shouldn't and it comes back on us. But when we're willing to stick with our game like we did in Vancouver and or against Vancouver and we stuck with our game again tonight, our puck decisions were really good. Kept playing in behind their defense and we're using our speed and making good decisions with it in the offensive zone as well and being tenacious on the puck and you know, secondary forecheck is, is is giving us a few chances now. We're starting to turn the puck back over with some reloads and tracking in the last two games. And you know, tonight I thought in the second period we had a good shot mentality. We were sending pucks to the net and we were sending bodies to the net, and you know we got rewarded for it. Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tomorrow night, the Nuggets will be in Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. Tip-offs at 6 o'clock with a pregame show. Getting away at 5.35. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KSE Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche. Harris for three. Got it again. Oh, yeah. Money's on fire tonight. Oh, what a thing of beauty. you got to be kidding me. Denver's all-sports station, Altitude 950. <laughs> Live from the Altitude 950 studios, Scott Hastings, Julie Brownman, oh, Hastings and Brownman. Starts now. Your construction smells of corruption. I manipulate to recreate this air to go around saga. Got a launder.